wow. Okay. Okay. These glasses have a <laughs> have an interesting effect on my uh, on my laptop. Um, you know what? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sabaho. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, I am your host, TK Bay, and um, obviously Chemi's in the chat. Uh, thank you very much for hanging hanging out with us, of course. And uh, a lot of people starting to join up, so I'll let everybody start up. But um, I do want to talk about a little bit about the glasses that I'm wearing right now. Uh, these are obviously the uh, the Razer Anzu glasses, which are kick-ass glasses actually when it comes down to um you know black or at least uh, blue light um you know reduction on the glasses uh, the only thing which i've never done before is use them with my laptop like i've used them with my pc and i've also never used these lenses indoors and um it's a very interesting uh, approach so i'm looking at my display as you guys know with the live stream everything is kind of set up uh joshua vergara dude good morning man good morning um and I, I've never had to use it on with the laptop, but again, with the lenses indoors, I can't see the display on my laptop. I mean, it's not a, a direct like a line of sight. Like I think if I go straight, yeah, actually, it, so I actually almost want to have to I have to look at it sideways. But anyways, it's more of an effect of the, of the glasses. They look nice, they sound nice, and um, they're definitely considered to be more of the smart, mostly gaming glasses from Razer. Uh, and I've actually enjoyed them quite a bit with their standard lenses, which is what I liked typically. Uh, but I noticed that last week's uh, thumbnail, or at least for the video, I did not show that they also included. Um, Actually, they include a pair of uh, replaceable lenses, so that's something that's very nice. So first thing first, uh, they come in with standard uh, transparent lenses. Those are the ones that I normally use, and that's for blue light rejection. But of course, they want you to be able to use them outdoors and still enjoy them. Uh, so uh, <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, <laughs> just Johnny Cage right there. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think that this was going to do this type of a, an experiment. Actually, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's try to fix this real quick. So um, the thing about them is that they're very nice and very simple to use. So the first thing you want to do is obviously just take them off. Um, and they actually pop off very easily. So you can actually just pop the lens, uh, the lens itself. So you could take off one lens and insert the lenses that you want to use. So for me in this situation, obviously, I should be using the standard lenses. Uh, when I was when I was outdoors, actually, I think I'm putting it wrong here. So here. And here we are. So that basically is what you're supposed to look like, a pirate with an eye patch. No. Um, <laughs> so good morning, everybody. I see Earl's in there. Greg is in there as well. Uh, let me put this little lens there. Um, and I see uh, Seth is in there. I got the prescription lenses. Oh, dude. Okay. So I need to talk to you about how, how were you able to get the, the dimensions correctly? Because I am thinking about getting my prescriptions done for this, uh, especially because I do use them a lot and I do use uh, glasses all the time. So for me, I need glasses. Like right now, uh, trying to read the comments, uh, they're actually not that bad. They're legible. Uh, got the, <laughs> they're pretty, pretty decent. So let's go ahead and put them on. So yeah, that's what I look like with normal, with them normally without the, without the actual lenses being, oops, I'll put them in here. And then um, they do give you the, this case again that you could keep these lenses in there. So you can, you're can you supposed to basically change them when you're going out. But when you want to sit down and game, uh, they're definitely going to look really, really nice. Uh, Salam uh, Hamid is in the chat, of course. Uh, I see uh, Joshua, uh, everybody. Yeah, oh, man, exciting. All, always, always, always. I uh, always appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> like Johnny Cage. Dude, uh, honestly, it's it's one of those things I got I to gotta say. It's, it's fun tech, right? I mean, we have smart watches. We have... Yeah, and I do say smartwatches. 
Um, and I will talk a little bit about the OnePlus watch a little bit. They've done a couple of updates since the last time, since the video I posted. And it's actually getting a lot better. The experience on it is getting definitely better. It still needs a little bit more, but it definitely is getting a lot better. Uh, <laughs> um, I think if as long as if you, so, okay, here's a question. So Seth is asking is, how do they work with contacts? Oh, sorry, let me bring back uh, that comment. So the approach to this is very simple. Uh, the lenses that are included are not, um, they're not prescription. So as Josh was mentioning, you do need to pick up your own. And the really nice thing about them is that they are detachable or basically removable very easily. Um, I mean, obviously they don't just fall by themselves, but you can actually just give a little bit of pressure on the corner edges and it comes off very nicely. Uh, so with lenses, sorry, with contacts, it should be pretty simple uh, and you don't need to worry about the actual uh, prescription side. I personally don't wear contacts and I've, so I, I tried wearing contacts, but it didn't work. So for me, for me, I always wear glasses. And as you guys know, there's that whole, there's the TK Bay look that basically I didn't realize that I had it uh, till I started recognizing or some of my friends recognizing me, the people I haven't seen for about a year uh, since the you know situation kind of started. And uh, they all basically like they see me with the face mask and they're like, hey, TK, like they can know it. They know exactly which one it is. Um, those, these glasses are Bluetooth. So they have about a five, power battery life of usage uh, and uh, they have basically the UV protection and so on so the lenses for outdoors and so on so they look really nice and I like them very nice uh, good good evening good morning amen good morning everybody welcome Hamad um, so here okay so Mohammed has a good interesting comment so here it says the glasses look like they're too big for your face um, with that uh, with uh, with big lenses and thick sides so the function that you're getting with these lenses is the fact that they have uh, basically built-in individualized uh, speakers. So these are not just necessarily glasses for the sake of being glasses. There's a function for having these uh, the, the options that we have in here. Uh, there's a touch-sensitive control option in here. There's a charging ports, individual batteries for each earpiece. And there's actually a speaker that's present right at the back that basically fires the sound directly into your ear. And of course, there's microphones. So they're intended to be gaming, uh, head, uh, sorry, classes. So essentially, uh, um, what you probably would be doing where you're sitting in front of a computer for an extended amount of time, you're playing games, you're reading or so on. This helps reduce the blue light. It also reduces some of the other information. So some of the other, um, not necessarily radiation, but essentially, let's just show you what I mean. So here, this is the essential, uh, basically what the, the, uh, the visionary uh, information that we're getting here. And it's rejecting the blue and the purple uh, options in there. So the basic premise behind this is the ability of allowing it to help the eyes get less stressed for extended amount of time. So we sit in front of computers for a long time and gaming specifically requires having these type of things uh, for an extended amount of time. So um, they have a gaming mode for low latency, for Bluetooth connectivity to your PC, so you can try to game with them. Although I feel like for fast paced uh, gaming, it's like for Call of Duty or, you know, I would say maybe Fortnite even, uh, definitely uh, it, it gets the job done. The only thing about it is it's just not as immersive as over the ear headphones. And I'll explain to that a little bit in, uh, in, a, in, a, bit, in a little bit. Um, Yes, yes. Uh, jo Josh has been rocking him for a while. And actually, I think if you went to the gym with one of them, right? Um, it's one of those uh, interesting. <laughs> definitely. Uh, they're, they're, I'm not denying they're bigger, obviously. They're, it's a look that you you got to be confident enough to be able to, to rock. Let's just say that. Um, for me, it, the, the design for me is obviously very, there's two designs. There is a circular, and I don't know, if Josh, you got the circular. This one's more of the squarish design. And I like these mostly because they fit me and they're comfortable. They may be a little bit thicker and a little bit big, but there's the size that is smaller than this would have made them very tight. And I don't want that for something like this that I need to be able to wear for a few hours. And I, specifically when I'm working on a computer, 
it's great to give you because it gives you the ability of listening to out to your surroundings and still be part of the conversation. So for like conference calls, for calls or video calls and so on, you're able to hear the other side clearly. They can hear you very clearly and you're still able to be involved in the surrounding environment sound. So this is very much an open ear experience, uh, kind of like bone conduction. Uh, but definitely, uh, I feel like this audio performance here is, is actually a lot better than some of the other options I've reviewed. Um, so <laughs> good morning, Vince is in there. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Uh, I've been actually doing, uh, I did a video for you guys earlier this week on these, um, I'm going to say called the uh, Huawei Studio, uh, which are a pair of headphones from Huawei that are over the ear. So these are the Freebud Studio. Huawei is known for obviously their smartphones and so on, but they've also made a, a quite extensive list of Freebuds or in-ear um, wireless headphone solutions. Um, and they also have some wired uh, things in there. So the, the answer, these are their studio, which means they're the over the ear, the performance, their best uh, options available on the market. Um, and I posted that video earlier this week. I also did that other video for you guys for the TickWatch GTH. Um, and that was essentially is the budget version of what uh, Mobvoi or TickWatch is trying to offer us for a smartwatch or a fitness tracker in a smartwatch body, I feel like. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, th those, are a couple, those are the couple of videos that I kind of got a chance to put out this week. Um, but the, oh, okay, so what about the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about the One UI options in there as well. Uh, Amazfit Power Buds, are they any good? So Amazfit, I haven't had a chance to check out uh, any of their audio solutions. I've been mostly focused on their smartwatches. So actually, since the beginning of the year, I've put out about a few videos. Um, but the T-Rex was the one that I did uh, the most recent, the T-Rex uh, Pro, which is absolutely one of the most ruggedized smartwatches you can get or fitness trackers. And it actually performs very, very nicely. I love all the options, all the customizations. The app that runs there, the Zep app from uh, Amazfit works really, really nice. And it works great with their smart scale so it, it works across their ecosystem uh, but unfortunately i haven't had a chance to play with theirs uh there uh she's changing okay uh sim card all uh okay so here Ser serbius serbius is asking a quick question here let's see if we can uh, try to tackle it dk sorry to ask this off topic a little bit but wondering if you've heard uh if you've heard this issue chinese rom uk sim card um, all calls uh, specifically specifically with voiceover LTE are coming through as unknown callers, even when saved, uh, even when the contact is saved. Any idea? So I haven't heard of actually uh, that part of it. The only thing I could probably uh, say here is try downloading the Google uh, phone app. Try to change the phone app. There's a possibility that the system that you have in there. So the Chinese ROM doesn't necessarily have the caller IDs uh, information that, or at least doesn't use the same caller ID system that the uh, international, the global ROM. So like what we normally get in the either US or in the EU. So my recommendation is change the dialer and see if that fixes the issue for you, because there's a potential uh, there that you're using. Uh, I don't know if you flashed an international ROM or if you're still using the Chinese uh, native ROM to you know the uh, the device that you got there. So more than likely, changing the dialer will fix the problem for you. So getting a little bit more um, you know Google services in there. I'm also wondering if were you actually do you have Google Play services installed on that? So we'll have to definitely check that. Um, so Seth, I think okay. So maybe I missed the conversation. Have you just oh okay? Um, so um, Akshay is asking is asking here. Okay. Um, have you tested the Sony Xperia 1 Mark II with Qcam? Does it make the auto mode good? Um, so here's the thing. Using the Gcam or using Gcam as a mod to any smartphone, um, obviously there's going to be some, some tuning in there. 
the first thing I'll probably say to you is this. And I'm assuming you're talking about the auto mode, just to generally auto taking pictures with auto HDR as opposed to having used this camera pro or even trying to use uh, the default camera app. Now, the Xperia 1 Mark II is really built to use the Xperia app, the, you know, the, cinema, the, the camera pro and the cinema pro. Uh, Gcam, even at its best, won't really kind of replicate the best experience there. Um, I haven't personally installed Gcam on a, on a smartphone outside of just basically using it on the Google devices. You know, the standard Gcam app uh, recently, mostly because at the end of the day, when you're buying a phone, you're not really looking to buy a phone to be able to use it with something that wasn't made for it. Gcam, by definition, is never 100%. It gets the solution done. Uh, I would imagine if you're able to get one that's compatible with the Xperia 1 Mach 2, it will perform well in auto mode, but it's still not going to be as good as what a Pixel would provide you. And it wouldn't necessarily be a good replacement for the Cinema Pro because Sony put in so much focus on the Cinema Pro application and the Camera Pro application in there that you have so much control. And keep in mind, Camera Pro um, has an auto mode. There is a built-in auto mode in there that actually performs quite well. So I really, my recommendation would be is, although if you're going to spend that much on, a, on an Xperia One Mark II, don't try to build in, don't try to work it with a Gcam mod because at the end you're not really getting the best experience. Um, everything with Sony is really decided, specifically put together, and the Alpha team played such a big role in that. So I would recommend you just using the Camera Pro. And again, if you want to use the the auto mode. And once that update gets pushed down, we should be able to start seeing the Camera Pro Basic mode on the Xperia 1 Mark II in, in a later time, obviously. Uh, this is going to be an exclusive for now, at least on the Xperia 1 Mark III and the Xperia 5 Mark III. I would assume the 10 Mark III would also be there. They're using the Camera Pro as the default camera, so they're but they're calling it essentially as a simple mode. And what that essentially means is some of the normal camera app functionalities, aesthetics that we normally get from our normal default app, but it's going to be part of the camera pro. So benefit of better processing, as of course. So hopefully that helps the question there. Um, wait, is that? <laughs> yes, it is. An, it, so this is the OnePlus watch. Uh, so I have the always on display. I'm trying to go through one power cycle of it uh, with the always on display to see basically how the battery life changes. Uh, I've been getting an amazing battery life with it without the always on display, but the last update uh, which was a little bit of a surprise, by the way, because we knew that there was an update in April and an update in May. The May update was supposed to bring in all of the exercise modes and, of course, fix some of the concerns we were having with the step counting. Um, but there was this intermittent update that they just pushed out, which enables the always on display. Very nice. Very, very nice. Um, so, yes, uh, one of the reasons why um, when I say smartwatches, I typically mean to. And when I was reviewing the GTH, I did the same thing. I had uh, the smart, the OnePlus on the right and then the GTH on the left uh, to be able to do kind of a comparison of what's going on as far as the, uh, you know, step counting and, of course, syncing data and all of that good stuff. Uh, let me see here. Uh, da, da, da. I think I may have missed a couple of questions. Uh, Xperia plus Gcam never mix well, uh, as far as I'm, I'm aware. Sony <laughs> Sony have so many uh, DRM certif uh, certifications in there. Yeah, no. So this is the thing. Like I said, if you could find it, it would not replace or at least replicate the experience. Uh, but yes, when it comes down to the DRM situation, Sony has been known for that for quite some time. Unlocking the bootloader turns off all of those things in there. So, uh, but it, it, you know, Gmail, sorry, Gcam is is not a, a root based raw mod. It's typically a, a basically the camera app, the Gcam, and the settings file. So as long as you're able to find one that's tuned for it, that's customized, it should work. But it still, I don't think, would give you the same type of experience 
as what people would typically expect the Gcam or this native camera app that we normally get from like you know, Google or at least the way they work on OnePlus devices. There's a little bit of a different approach there. So definitely very nice. Um, so flashed, uh, oh, the new ROM this week, still uh, still waiting for TK's new Tesla mods. <laughs> David Davis. Uh, dude, uh, there's a, there's been a few things. So I can say this much. The Tesla is, uh, I didn't get a chance to do the wrap yet, but I'm still in that process. I did change the color of the door handles, and I've also included now blue accent colors over the silver that we have on around the car. So uh, I'm I'm doing the blue and black right now, you know, just Super Saiyan God blue. Sorry. And then, of course, we have the, I wanted to go with Goku Black Rosé, but then a car was going to be, I'm, I'm working on that part. Uh, but there is actually a new app that was very interesting, uh, a way for me to be able to use uh, Android Auto on my um, my Tesla, which is a big, big thing for me right now that's going on. That It's a big shift of approach. I've been used to using Android Auto, and this is just something that I've been used to. And one of the reasons why I even I used to drive my other car, the Explorer, is that it has Android Auto built in. And Android Auto just worked perfectly. You plug in your phone, any phone, doesn't matter as long as it's a recent Android phone, and you get Android Auto, and it was just the native system, and you can use it and enjoy it. Um, Tesla uses its own system, and um, music playing through it is a little bit finicky for me. So as, as time goes on, like an example would be this. Let's say I connect my phone to the car, but I selected music through, let's say, um, the radio app, right, or I'm using anything else. Uh, the phone doesn't automatically take over audio for the car. So if I start playing a song from the phone, the car doesn't play it till I switch the, uh, the input. Uh, I can't control uh, playlists. I can actually just control back and forth and pause. So having Android Auto as a secondary option. Uh, now, be, the reason why I'm mentioning this with the mods, because I actually have a, a mod that's on the car that allows me to actually have my smartphone sitting to the top left side of the screen as it's facing me. So which that means is actually can turn on Android Auto because it also has wireless charging. I can now have a small a small display of Android Auto sitting on the top left of my screen, which is closer to me, controlling the media, controlling the input. So now I can actually control my Android Auto, uh, my experience from playlists within Google Play Music. Uh, and this is actually very nice. It's called Auto, AutoZen. Uh, that was an article that was posted on XTA a couple of days ago or so. Uh, and the app seems to be working very nice. So if you guys are Android Auto fans and you don't have it in the car, but you want to be able to use that on, on a smartphone that's you know a decent uh, season sites display, I think that's a good good app to check out. So AutoZen, um, um, A-U-T-O-Z-E-N. Um, Greg, Greg will always be team Pixel as always. Pixel, uh, yeah, Pixel made, Pixel, uh, Pixel 4XL always. And I feel like that's one of the things that you want to keep in mind. I mean, the Gcam mod will always, okay, let's just say this. Gcam can always improve the experience on many devices. There's going to be devices that unfortunately I feel like those are the things you want to stick to uh, with the default camera app. And again, when Sony gives us two camera apps specifically made for images and like the cinema, the camera pro and the default camera, you definitely need to be able to appreciate what they come, they, they're giving you. So, like I said, if you're buying the phone, I wouldn't necessarily think Gcam is an option. I don't, at least not for Sony, when it's been you know doing so much work on improving the quality of the, the pictures there. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Sorbifius is having problems with it. So, you want to keep in mind. Uh, I'm assuming you're running some type of either MIUI or, or uh, uh, like a, a Chinese-based ROM uh, uh, concern for battery management. Uh, you need to whitelist your applications and have them taken off the, the battery management within those ROMs. By default, most of these ROMs are the 90, like I would say, 
like 90% of their focus is to give you the longest battery. Uh, and for that, any app that sits for an extended amount of time, more than basically a quick back and forth between apps, it's going to either uh, take it off or close it and release the RAM from it. So remove battery management, go under your power, uh, not power, uh, actually, no, yeah, just under your battery management, just go in for the app and disable it. That should fix your notification issue. I think that's something that we also can do sometimes with OnePlus. Sometimes OnePlus devices are a little bit, uh, I would say a little bit more aggressive on, on battery management or applications of closing those as well. Um, oh, Joe, Joe's in the chat. Hey, man, good morning. Good morning, Sabaho, everybody. Uh, oh, okay, I froze. I uh, Okay, let's not start doing that part. Hopefully, I'm back. Hopefully, we're back to normal. Uh, is the Note 20 Ultra better overall than the S20 Ultra? Ah, that's a good question. So getting us back into Samsung, getting us back into the uh, the conversation that I wanted to have with everybody. So this is the S21 Ultra, but the question that we have right now is specifically focused on the S20, S20 Ultra and the Note 20 Ultra. So um, I'll tackle it for a couple of things. Um, overall feature for feature, um, it, they're, they're very different approaches to things. Uh, I can say that the camera experience on the Note 20 Ultra is definitely better, not that much better that I would say that the S20 Ultra was just not good. So when you're comparing them head to head, uh, we had a larger battery, faster charging on the S20 Ultra. We had SD card, MST support. Uh, we also had obviously, you know, the 108 megapixel sensor. We have um, great front facing camera, no autofocusing, but again, still that's something to the S21. Um, overall, if I had to put them head to head, with the exception of the S Pen, which I feel like is something that you, if you're into the S Pen, it's kind of a moot, moot conversation, really, or a moot subject matter, really. um, because at the end of the day, the S Pen wins, and then you just end up going with it. So if I had to put them together, I feel like the Note 20 Ultra still kind of gives us a better experience. Um, although the battery is a little bit less, um, and the charging speed is a little bit better, you do get that extra functionality, the S Pen. But if we take that out of the equation, I still think the S20 Ultra is a better deal, because, again, larger battery, Larger display, large display, I mean, consistently, um, and faster charging at 45 watts, and you still get all of the options, the, uh, the SD card uh, uh, support, the MST support, uh, the you know stereo speakers, all of those things, and you get to enjoy your smartphone. So, and the cameras are actually pretty decent. Um, although a little bit, uh, a little bit of an issue with autofocusing when you're trying to hunt for the, you know, the focus levels, but nothing that tap to, th tap to focus wouldn't fix um, on the S20 Ultra. So definitely very, very nice. Um, 40 megapixel front uh, frontal S on the S20 Ultra as opposed to the 10 on the Note 20 Ultra, which is so. Here's here's the concern here, right? Um, it's not the size of the sensor because you're still capable of getting 4K on both of them for the front-facing camera. Uh, but I feel like yes, definitely a bigger sensor could improve the experience. But it's always about the software, and Samsung's been doing pretty decent with the front-facing camera experience recently. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that again. So one thing that they did with the S21 Ultra that they that was a really nice thing for me is the inclusion of autofocus on the front-facing camera as well as the fact that we have 4K. So. Yes, definitely. Like I said, for me, if I had to pick a device, mostly because I didn't, I never really used the S Pen as much as I should have on the S20, uh, on the S20, on the Note 20 Ultra when I was using it as my main device. So that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm not using that I want, uh, right now. And the S21 Ultra kind of fixed that problem. They give us S Pen support if we want that. Um, the only thing you just basically have to do is get an S Pen, um, either the one that's compatible with the Tab S7 Plus or even the one that's made specifically for them. Let me just make sure to put that back on the magnets. And if we could do that, we could do that right. And here we are. Um, so yeah, it, I still think the S20 Ultra is a much better deal. Definitely. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Joe, uh, I think I'm missing some comments here. Is there a difference? Okay, here. Um, is there any difference between the S21 and S21 Plus except size and battery? 
for the most part, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's the uh, same, same screen resolution, 1080p, same material built on both. Um, and you're pretty much just getting a slightly bigger battery, slightly bigger display. Um, the overall experience changes dramatically when you go to the S21 Ultra, but I feel like it's a different, like if we really had to look at what, what Samsung was doing this year, like what is the truly innovation part of the S21 line of devices that they released? The S21 Ultra is really where it took everything in there. The S20 and the S21, the S21 and the S21 Plus felt like, um, felt like they needed a little bit more uh, work, but they were definitely tailored down to bring the price down. There was a very different push for Samsung this year. So if you're looking at it from what they're offering, I would still technically say go get an S21 Plus, an S20 Plus from last year. That would be a little bit better of an experience than the S21. On both of them, the sensors didn't really change much. Um, you still get a similar uh, experience. You got a better display, SD card support, and MST, and uh, no 45 watt charging, but you still had the fast charging. The 25 watt was definitely still there. So um, there is, a, I, at the end of the day, the S21 and the S21 Plus are slightly different sizes and batteries. Um, I think the experience, the battery, uh, the increased battery size is, of course, uh, a leading, well, leading because of the fact you do have a bigger display, which will consume a little bit more power. Uh, 1080p 120 is what you're getting on both of those. Uh, Meizu don't offer global ROMs anymore. Yes, yes. Uh, I think the the Meizu as a, as a brand, for the most part, uh, has, it's, it's basically their bread and butter, really, if you focus on the market that you're in and that you win in there. Uh, now, I do, I do want to say that they did release, or at least if I wasn't mistaken, that they were talking about basically releasing the, the latest Me, uh, Meizu smartphone internationally, and they were taking on some um, creators that may want to be able to cover uh, the, uh, the device. But I, I wasn't able to kind of close that deal or try to work that correctly, I guess. Maybe I should have done it better. Uh, Dalit Lozino's in there. Hey, man, good morning. Uh, I was going to say good sabaho, uh, but as usual, that's just... Um, Actually, I do want to say something about about Sabaho because I keep getting comments every once in a while on YouTube asking about it. Um, so just for reference, the word Sabaho is based on Sabah al-Khair, which essentially means literally good morning, but it's in reversed in Arabic because we kind of, that's right. So Sabah al-Khair, which means uh, kind of like in uh, morning good, if you translate it word for word in the right order. Um, and Lebanese people have a slang version of that morning or good morning uh, uh, saying, uh, and we call it Sabaho. It's like morning. Right, as opposed to saying "good morning," you say "morning," and it literally almost translates to that meaning. Um, so, if you've ever wondered what "sabaho" is, and it, to me, it's become more of a calling sign—not necessarily "good morning" in specific, but it's more of a greeting, kind of like a welcome to the show, uh, or "how are you? Hope you're doing well." Um, and it is a catchphrase that I've, I've been using for, and I and I realized I've been using it for quite some time. Uh, but yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> good afternoon, uh, Donald. And hopefully you guys are doing well, by the way. Uh, so good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and hope you're having a great day or great evening. Um, it's been definitely an experience. It's been definitely an interesting week. Uh, not very busy on the tech side. Not, not a lot of announcements going on uh, next week, or at least in, in a few days, we're going to be talking about the Zenfone 8. Um, and that's one of the things I also wanted to talk to you guys about today is the Zenfone 8 mini, or essentially one of the Zenfone 8's information is leaking. Um, and there was obviously some uh, some tweets and information going on about that. Um, and we'll we'll definitely, uh, one of the things I, I appreciate, or at least if Josh is still in the comments, he really likes his Zenfone 7 Pro. So um, Zenfone or Zen, uh, Asus has experienced when it comes down to, you know, the ROG phone uh, or plain, uh, you know, smartphones that are gaming specific um, is one thing. And then they definitely did a lot of improvements on the ROG phone five this year, which I appreciate. The headphone jack is absolutely fantastic. The display, the battery tech, the charging speed, there's a lot of things that they did here. They did a very good job on. 
Um, so my hopes that what we're seeing with the leaks, at least with the updates that we're seeing coming in, uh, that if the mini is this good, or at least looks like the mini is set up that good, that the standard and the pro are going to be just so much better. Uh, and I really hope that this is the year that we finally get the front-facing experience to mirror exactly to what the back-facing experience. And what I mean by this is give us 4K. Don't cap it to 1080 just because it turns over to, to the front-facing camera. So very, very nice. Um, just kind of not to say like I'm going to read off the like just a list, but supposedly the mini is going to have a 5.9 inch display. It's going to have 120 hertz. It's going to be a Samsung panel. Um, it's 120 hertz. And of course, uh, with the uh, viscous glass uh, on the front under display fingerprint scanner, typical to what we will start seeing now, um, up to 16 gigs of RAM. And of course, 256 gigs of internal storage with as well, I think everybody now uses UFS 3.1. Uh, 4,000 milliampere battery with 30 watt charging, as well as a 64 megapixel primary shooter, 12 megapixel wide, or so basically the wider view, and a three, uh, and up to three microphones with um, supposedly Ozo audio, which I'm not very familiar for, uh, with. Uh, but the 12 megapixel will be the uh, the wide angle and the macro, which I think is the smart thing to do whenever you're trying to get. Uh, you know, don't add lenses for the sake of adding lenses. Many companies can you have been using the wide-angle lens and the to use that lens as a macro lens because it tends to have a much closer depth of field essentially, so you can able to get a little bit closer to your subjects. Um, what I'm excited to see though is if this is the standard, and it, obviously the Snapdragon 888. Uh, if this is the standard at 5.9 inches, and this is the mini, so almost six inches there. So I'm imagining there's going to be a 6.5 roughly, and obviously something that's closer to the 6.9. So that, that those would be the rough estimates there. Um, RAM and storage, more than likely going to be very similar, but maybe improvements on the sensors. Um, and again, I'm really, really hoping they fix that front-facing. If they do keep the mechanism and everything running the same um, uh, they do hopefully on the higher end models give us that ability of using the 1080 uh, the 4K on the front facing sensor. So very very nice. Um, oh here, so sorry didn't get this one. Um, Genie G, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. So Genie G, Genie Jim, hopefully I'm saying that right. I'm waiting on the uh, waiting on the S21 Ultra and. Um, I'm okay. I'm this close to putting my money down on my next uh, on the next stock. Oh man, that's that's an amazing combo right there. On paper, it looks like a powerful pairing uh, for my uh, for my need. Does the positive uh, option sorry opinion um, of the next stock still hold? So there is a new next stock that's coming in. But yes, uh, for ne for Dex specifically, when it comes down to Dex, um, next stock is a perfect companion app, uh, system to. Um, any Samsung device that supports Dex. So this is the this is the thing you want to keep in mind. The S21 Ultra offers a lot of things as long as you're really looking to use some of the higher end options. Uh, but you'll get the same experience on the next stock with an S21 or S21 Plus. Uh, the next stock for what it offers, I feel like is still a great multitasking system. Uh, I would recommend definitely get a dock, uh, some kind of a magnetic clip dock to the actual next dock so that you're able to mount the phone in a good position as opposed to having kind of wires going all over the place. I apologize there. And the best way to explain it is it's just seamless. Your phone still functions as a full functioning phone and you're getting the full Dex experience on the next dock and the ability of sharing data, using your information and then keeping your smartphone charged. So yes, the next dock too is definitely the one to go. I wouldn't go straight with the first next dock, mostly because of the improved touch uh, response on the on the keyboard. The speakers are a little bit better, not that much more, but I feel like that if you had to go with one or you can go with the next dock 360, which I feel like that's the next one that's going to be released. Um, it's the one that turns or flips over to the other side and also supports touch. The next touch also supports, uh, there's this system there. So either the two, the touch, 
um, or you can go with the 360, but definitely any of the next stocks should be great. Uh, and AS21 performs quite well. I've used it many, many times with it. Uh, Index just keeps getting better, definitely for sure. Let's see here. Sorry, I think I'm going to make... Oh, man, okay. Uh, yes, uh, Samu Sam, hey, man, good evening, man. Hope you're doing well. Rinesh is in the chat. Hey, man, uh, hope you're doing well as well. Uh, I think, uh, let me see here. I think I skipped a few comments here. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see here. Uh, if Maze is to release an 18 Pro globally, I hope that I'll be able to flash that ROM over on the Chinese device, similar to the Xiaomi uh, to Xiaomi before they blocked it uh, because of resellers labeling devices as global. So yes, uh, and then believe it or not, I think uh, some OnePlus devices are also sometimes sold that way. Uh, if you've ever looked for trying to find a good deal on a OnePlus device, and especially from uh, Chinese sellers. Uh, be very, very weary of the brand or at least the model number, because it's essentially what they're uh, what we many times I've seen essentially is a Chinese branded version of the device. So a Chinese model, and then they basically rebranded. Now, obviously, the, the ROM will work and the cameras will work. Obviously, the hardware on that sense doesn't have a problem. It's typically the bands. Band support is very different. Uh, but yes, definitely very much. Uh, Jermaine's in the chat, man. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Let me see here. Did I miss any comments? Uh, but if I but if I think I'm getting uh, tired of of one UI, okay. So Javier's actually has an interesting uh, statement here. Okay, so I think I'm getting tired of the one UI one UI software. I think the cameras are great in general, but I always feel like, uh, feel like I want something different that isn't mainstream US. So one UI by default. Samsung has done a very interesting approach to One UI this year. And what I mean by this is specifically when it comes down to good lock. If you've ever heard, if you've ever used Samsung devices, you probably have heard or maybe familiar with the app called Goodlock. It's a Samsung customization app, uh, or at least it's the, a launcher for customization apps that they're able to use, or they allow us to use on specific devices in specific markets, because Samsung's also kind of very much uh, focused there. Uh, but the approach that we've seen there, or the changes that they've done there, and like an example would be here. They had they used to have a module called the recent changer, or basically task changer, and that was removed with the update to the S21 Ultra, uh, or at least the One UI 3.1 that we have. And what ended up happening there is uh, that became in a module that's built in to their home up or home app that enables us to customize their home launcher. Now, to me, what they're doing is really giving us a very integrated uh, solution, even though it's a solution, but and then the reason kind of like long story long kind of i'm not trying to take it too long uh, i personally use nova prime okay so as a launcher on any device that i that i end up using for an extended amount of time nova prime is my launcher unless there's something going on with the launcher the built-in system that's on that phone that doesn't allow me to do so so for samsung phones it's been nova for a long time I feel like if you're able to experiment a little bit with different, um, I would say, launchers, that may help you a little bit uh, with getting that maybe that field or that customization that you're looking for. That is standard, let's say, One UI, um, you know, uh, Oxygen OS, uh, Color OS, or MIUI isn't providing us. Um, and the benefit, of course, there is that it's so highly customizable that you literally can. Two people with the same launcher can make two systems look very different. Uh, it still supports gesture because Samsung did unlock that option with the with the recent update to One UI and enabled us to actually use native gestures, not customized, not not a different form of gestures. Uh, so basically, Android 11 gestures on our device. So uh, try Nova Prime or try some of the other launchers on the market and see if that helps. If you still like the hardware and the camera experience that Samsung's offering, because that doesn't change with the launcher. It's just mostly that main UI element that you're normally used to seeing and you live in day in, day out on a smartphone. Hopefully that happens. Uh, good morning. I think uh, 
Yes. Uh, so for Jermaine, for me, it's uh, right now, what is it? 11.15. So it's about 11.15 uh, a.m. Pacific Standard Time um, in the uh, on California, so the west coast of California. Uh, so anybody else, obviously, depending where you guys are, that's why uh, I think uh, uh, Donald was saying good afternoon. I think he's more on the east coast of the, uh, of the country. So depending where you are, uh, it does change a little bit. Um, hey, Jermaine, man, hope hope you, things are going all right. Uh, let me see here. I think I, I read that comment there. Um, so here, yeah, actually, this is an interesting, so, um, uh, uh, Rajora, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Sorry. Uh, a 3,300 milliampere battery on the Z flip three is, especially when it's going to support 5g is a, is a very concerning thing. If that is truly going to be the end of the, the size of the battery, I feel like I know. So I, I'll say this much. I realize that they're con constrained or their, uh, their system is limited by the amount of battery space that they're able to actually put in there. Um, one thing I would probably say, though, is at the end of the day, when you're looking at a smartphone, uh, the Z Flip is a smartphone that you probably are not necessarily thinking of it as as a solution to replace what a flagship like it wouldn't really be for me a replacement for an S21 Ultra, even if it is a foldable display. It's really so I do apologize for that one. The, it's really trying to give you a, a folding display experience and a more compact experience there. So the display obviously is not going to pull as much power, but it, I'm worried mostly about the modem. And of course, if they end up going with the 888, the power draw that's going to be coming up in there, especially with temperatures when you're using it for an extended amount of time. Uh, let me, yeah, interesting. Oh, man. Yes, headphone jacks always. So for me, when we're looking at smartphones and what we're looking at a solution, what you're, you're at the end of the day, you really want to be able to appreciate what you're using. So having a headphone jack on the smartphone, Asus has been doing it great. Sony has been doing it great. And I think Sony is going to be basically um, our, I think they're going to carry us for the end of uh, 2021 with the main, the mainstream, um, you know, flagship smartphone with top tier tech that still includes a headphone jack, a removable SD card, uh, or basically SD card support, and of and of course a toolless access to their uh, to the actual card itself, uh, and of course with 5G and so on, and a whole bunch of different things. I can't wait for Sony's uh, devices to actually start being available in the U.S. They said early summer, so if it's anything, it'll probably be close to what we had last year, sometime in July. Um, it, in the U.S., at least, we got the one Mach through one Mach two um, at the end of July. So we we didn't get that information. Um, we didn't get that device till the end of the year. And I think in Europe or mostly in Germany and so on, you guys received it in uh, early June or late June, like before the, before the beginning of July. Uh, so here, um, so Russ is saying is that the, uh, the Zenfone leaks says that it's a macro lens, uh, but I think it's an ultra wide camera that's able to do macro. Headphone jack uh, is back. Hope same uh, same for the RG. Uh, hope it's the same as the RG Phone Five. I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, how uh, how good was that, by the way? Seriously, one of the better headphones. Like uh, if I had to kind of compare it, I would put it close to what we got with the uh, the Sony Xperia One Mach Two, as well as what we also got with the V60. It's not as good as the V60, but it's definitely a step above anything what we've ever seen from ROG when it comes to gaming phones. Um, it's much much better, obviously, than the secondary uh, headphone jack that's sitting on the side. But the overall experience, like you can definitely drive the 770s with that easy. Like higher impedance headphones, uh, great audio performance. So enjoying audio on this when you're playing games, but also when you want to watch movies. So I'm hoping that that transfers over. There's a chance though that that may end up being only on the Pro model. Uh, and and of course, if the you know that that we have to see kind of how Asus decides to you know uh, marry that relationship because it's remember it's a it's a tiered experience. So the mini is what we're getting some information on, but getting something with a better headphone jack is always going to be appreciated. 
Uh, it's definitely very nice. Thank you for sharing that one, uh, uh, Russ. Um, Dominic Wong is coming uh, coming back with headphone jack is is a uh, essential for me. Uh, hopefully, Asus is getting more updates on the ROG Phone Five, and that's a little bit of a yes. So. I'm, I'll say this with at least with my experience with the ROG Phone 2. So this is a device that I've had for quite some time. Um, Asus's track record when it comes to update is very few and far apart, but they do update. So it's not that it's not happening. It, they actually do update. Like I received Android 10 on that one. Um, I was able to basically keep getting the security patch updates, but I generally get an update once every few months. I don't get it every month. So I would expect that that's going to be the experience. On the ROG Phone 5, I think I've received two updates since, uh, since the device was released. Um, but I would probably say at this point, and I won't probably get another one for a few more months before we'll get some updates. My thing would be is it's better to have something than not to have not to have anything at all. Um, LG's approach was very different, and I feel like that may have attributed to some of the some of the conversations there. Uh, but I feel like Asus definitely does a much better job. And and even though I'm using the Tencent edition of the ROG Phone Two, uh, this one is a US model, so this is the uh, is the actual global uh, model that we're able to use here in the US. So hopefully that helps. Uh, let me see here, Dominic. Uh, will Sony? Uh, so here, uh, will Sony Xperia One Mark Three get a night mode in camera? Um, I think, from what I understand, at least from the product stuff that we've seen, uh, they are focused on performing, uh, providing us better low light performance. Um, but they didn't mention a specific night mode. Uh, they may have a, they may have that on. So because they are going to have the uh, the camera app itself, the simple mode, which is the camera pro app, there may be a function there that automatically turns on night mode because I feel like that's how it was actually turned in on before. It wasn't automatic. It wasn't an on switch. It just turned on when it recognized it needed to have night mode. Uh, but a dedicated night mode, I think that was the problem. And I think that's what you're referring to there. Uh, it doesn't actually have so. Hopefully, when, I, when I'm able to get my hands on one, uh, that'll be one of the things I can check out. And I haven't seen somebody specifically talking about night mode when it came down, at least with the videos that we've seen that are going online. Um, we talked about those last week as well. Uh, let me see here. Oh, here. So K, uh, KSWD is uh, saying is, I'm hoping uh, to buy a gaming phone, uh, but my mind uh, is uh, pending on the ROG Phone 5 and Red Magic Pro. Which one uh, would you recommend performance uh, and software updates? Um, performance wise, I think both devices perform very, very similarly. I think the, the overall, uh, gaming experience, and I say this mostly because the 160, anything above 144, and when you're going to 165, that change in performance is very, very small. And the number of apps that can push the device to 165 is very, very small. So I really, to me, it's not a big factor right now to say that I want a 165 or I want a 144. When it comes down to charging tech, I think the ROG Phone 5 has definitely faster charging tech. Uh, the battery technology that we have in there, the headphone jack is definitely better. Uh, software update in the long run, and this is just from a person that typically when I get a Red Magic phone, I have it for about a month and a half. Um, going through the initial software updates that they put through, uh, and I haven't been receiving any more additional software updates or security patches, I probably would say in the track record, and I'm not trying to put one over the other, even though Asus doesn't may not push the updates as often, they probably would have a better solution or an update cycle for you uh, in the long run. Uh, Red Magic will more than likely have updates, but I cannot say that um, I have been very. Um, I would say this in in my experience with other Nubia devices, like I think we had the Nubia, the one that had the two displays, the one on the front and the back. That one didn't get any updates for for a long, long time, and and I think. Uh, if Matt was in the chat, definitely he will he will back me up on that one. It was one of the one of the more unique devices that was pushed out, but for some reason software support was just almost non-existent. So 
Um, I think if I had to, if you were sitting in there and looking at them, um, the Red Magic 6 Pro is definitely a very capable smartphone. Uh, the Red Mag the RG Phone 5, uh, the entry model is going to be the comparable one in price because RG can actually tend to be over a, a lot more expensive. So it's really going to come down to the pocket, uh, well, you know, what you're capable or what you were comfortable uh, putting out there for a smartphone when it comes down to gaming. The 5 is a very well-rounded smartphone. The, uh, obviously, the Ultimate and the Pro uh, have a lot more options. But I think the solution that you're looking for, the 5 versus the 6 Pro, I would probably recommend going with the RG Phone 5 at this point, if you're considering both. That's truly the ability. Um, the other option I would probably say is aesthetics, whichever one you prefer. Obviously, that's going to go there. Both of them have coolers. Both of them have air triggers. There's a lot of other options that you can get. Um, although, uh, actually, no, they both have coolers, but they both you have to, you have to end up buying them separately. Uh, here, let me see. Da, da, da. So... Uh, Andre is actually saying here, uh, Andre Felipe is asking, is there a big difference between the HM3 and the GN2 uh, Samsung sensor? Um, I would probably say I haven't had, a, I'll step back. There's only one device that I have right now that has the GN2 sensor, and that's going to be the Mi 11 Ultra. Between the Mi 11 Ultra and the S21 Ultra, when I put them head to head and I start taking images with the sensors, obviously the back facing sensors, um, I still feel like for some reason Xiaomi is doing a little bit better. They both tend to be um, slightly more saturated. They're able, you're able to tune the experience. Um, if I had to pick between the two, when it comes down to taking pictures, the Mi 11 Ultra just takes great pictures on the back. You seriously almost don't have to do anything. The auto mode in there is very, very functional. And if you want to be able to jump into pro mode, you're able to dial in some of those experiences. Um, I think where the limitation is, uh, essentially with the updates, uh, my understanding, at least even with the 12.5 Mi UI 12.5 update that's coming in currently available on the Chinese models of the Mi 11 Ultra the camera experience gets even better. So as long as Xiaomi keeps putting, doubling down and working on improving the experience with the GN2 sensor, I think it's going to be a really good uh, experience. And I, it's hard for um, it's hard for us or anybody to actually kind of fault uh, if you want, you're considering one or the other. Although, you know, what we have currently right now with other devices are still very nice. Samsung sensors are definitely very good. Uh, but yeah. Xiaomi is doing very good work with it. Um, I just want them to activate the uh, rear display for video mode so that we can finally start working it, uh, in the right, in the right for creators, essentially. I mean, we have a display that, that's capable of actually playing back images and so on. So there should be no reason why we can't see it. Uh, let me see here. Dominic wants something, uh, jumping back in there. Russ, usually Asus uh, uses the same camera on both, uh, both of these phones. Uh, so I'm not sure where the DAC from uh, the RG Phone 5 would make it into the Zen phone. So it's interesting. So yeah, we'll have to see how that kind of go goes through. Um, Sabaho Aditya is in the chat. Sabaho, hope everybody's doing well. I know I'm a little bit behind on my timing because I think if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I'm about 16 minutes on, uh, on the chat here. So let me see. Oh, boom. Okay, so that's how we do it. That, that's how I do it. <laughs> I click the link and it just jumps uh, 6,000 comments down to the, uh, to the end. Let me see here. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Do, yeah. Don't forget the Apple tax outside of, uh, yes, uh, out of principle. Um, ooh, uh, S20 FE 5G or the OnePlus 9? Um, that's a very interesting uh, approach. Okay, so if we had to put them together, I feel like the OnePlus 9 is definitely a, uh, a very powerful smartphone. There's a lot of things in there that are have improved over the years. Um, I noticed that you, you pinned it against the 9, not the 9 Pro, because it's the S20 FE. Uh, at the end of the day, it's two different technologies, right? The S20 FE is really a rebranded version of the S20, which essentially is running the 865. So from a horsepower level and performance, 
um, I feel like it, and I want to be specific that I'm only going to be talking about the uh, the U.S. model, the OnePlus Nine, uh, Kumal, because I realize also in India that the model is a little bit different on the OnePlus Nine. And what I mean specifically is the wireless charging. So maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, in the U.S., the OnePlus Nine has wireless charging. It's not as fast, but you know it does have it. Uh, and I think if internationally, I think, or at least in India, it does not have that. Um, so when you put them head to head and you start looking at the experience, if you're if you're comfortable with the One UI element, both the both of them are, are running a very similar approach for a software, uh, but you are getting better tech with the OnePlus Nine. Even though the cameras may not be as uh, maybe you may not have the same camera signs going between the two, I feel like the OnePlus Nine still performs. Uh, faster internal storage, more RAM, uh, wire, you know, if you have wireless charging, if you don't. Uh, but wire charging is super fast, 65 watt as opposed to the standard 25 watt if you're able to get that on the S20 FE. Uh, the camera sensors are actually very capable and more than likely uh, the overall longevity and, and actually just performance, I feel like the OnePlus 9 will definitely hang a little bit better uh, with the improvements that we're going to get, uh, especially since OnePlus is more than likely going to also be releasing betas of Android 12 in the near future once Google I.O. starts in a couple of weeks. So if you want to try things differently and try the beta side, uh, OnePlus is a little bit more open with that. So I feel like I always I always feel like OnePlus gives you the better deal. Um, the S20 FE had some issues with the displays that a lot of people did complain about. So I would also depend on if you're able to make sure to get a good unit or if you do pick it up that you're able to replace it. God forbid something is wrong. Uh, so keep that in mind in there. But I feel like OnePlus has been doing a great job. Consistent performance on the 9, definitely. Oh, Matt is in the chat. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry, um, Aditya. Thanks. Thank you. I didn't. What well, the the thing with Streamyard the the way it works? And I realize like ninety percent of the comments are on YouTube, um, and I really don't get that many people usually from from Twitch. So I may end up just switching over to YouTube, uh, just keeping it on YouTube for the live stream. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Matt had the uh, the uh, the Nubia smartphone, and I think I keep forgetting. I want to say the S. It, I want to say it was called the S twenty or something like that. But it, it's not. It's not a Samsung knockoff. Um, and seriously, like it, it received a couple of updates and it was just, that was it for the longest time. I remember it was, uh, Matt was always hitting me up. He's like, any word, any updates, anything you can tell, anything you can talk to them. Uh, I was always, always appreciated. Uh, Oliver in there. Hey man, welcome to the chat. Um, oh, by the way, uh, my YouTube channel uploading. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Matt is on the, on YouTube now. Congrats, man. Um, uh, Matt's been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I've been actually trying to uh, bring up my Call of Duty uh, uh, gaming experience. So I've been doing the, the incredibly bad decision of going into uh, basically Battle Royale solos. Uh, and I, that's just the wrong answer. I, it's, it's great, but I'm not at the level to be able to just run that by myself. Uh, so I, I need to set some time up. Um, and I think I want to be able to try, start playing more games and, and try to work the timing. Um, the thing about it is... I play Call of Duty, but I've also played a lot of Call of Duty uh, multiplayer uh, on Black Ops, more so than Warzone. And the timing between Matt and I and everybody kind of like trying to work it, uh, because we're also uh, playing with Val, it gets it gets a little bit hard. So I got to work that in there. Uh, always, always. Matt, Matt is putting in the grind. Um, and speaking of which, Matt, how did the match go? Uh, I saw you tweeting about it, but I didn't hear any of the answers in there. Um, Yes. Uh, yeah. No. 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 Uh, I think we're all we're all waiting to be able to kind of try out uh, the uh, the brand new Xperia One Mach Three for sure. For sure. For me, 4K 120 on the display is going to be crazy. Um, Aditya, <laughs> yeah, I constantly, um, I, TK, constantly being in awe of how far how far behind of keeping up with the chat uh, is a mood on itself. Um, it is. It is. Um, it it always is because 
I typically, you know, like, because we're going Q and A's, right? So we're going question and answers and so on. So for me, if I answer one question, I'm literally behind. And I, I typically don't look at the timing, but today, for some reason, I decided to look at the time when the comment was posted and what time it is now, since they're close enough for me on the, on the screen. And that's how I'm starting to realize how far behind I am. Uh, but yes, uh, definitely. I appreciate, uh, Aditya, um, catches me on all of my little things, man. Oh man. The Thursday show was, was, a was a very interesting show for sure. Um, so if you guys haven't had a chance to catch it, the best of our week show on Thursday, this week, we talked about gaming phones, kind of like what we're talking today, a little bit with the ROG phone five. Uh, and of course with the red magic device, uh, uh red magic six, I don't know why I call them device, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going, oh, so Matt's uploading more Warzone, more, uh, Warzone gameplay um, on YouTube. Uh, definitely, man, always. Um, Chemi saying, I'm, play, uh, I'm playing, uh, oh, uh, Cover Fire um, in the wing um, because it's, it has, uh, oh, it has a, a mock of 20 for 25 seconds. Okay. Uh, anyways, it would be able to uh, set some, uh, many times the gameplay lately. It's, it's been a little bit hard. Timing has been interesting. Um, is it better than an iPhone? Um, okay, so uh, Pro Siam is asking. I'm assuming you're talking about the S21. I would probably say, in my experience, yes. Um, I feel like Samsung's experience or Samsung's uh, approach to to, the, to smartphones is at least still gives me the Android experience where I'm able to enjoy some of the Android applications and functions that you are just not, you know, you're you're going to be very much limited to what's going on, the customization level. Uh, I think iOS 14 has definitely got a lot better. Uh, what we're getting with the ability of getting the widgets and customizations, the overall drawers on the right. Uh, but I still don't think it's, it's still, it still feels to me like the UI elements of the first iPhone or the first iPod that main system there just really needs to kind of open up and allow people to customize. Um, and they can make a lot of money off of it, give people what they want, customizations and, and uniqueness in their UI elements. Uh, so definitely very interesting. Davin is in there. Um, TK, if someone wanted to uh, a gamer phone on a budget, Black Shark, Black Shark 4 or um, Red Magic 6? So Black Shark did an interesting approach to the Black Shark 4. So Juan put it, pushed out a video on that. And, I, and this is a really good one if you guys want to catch that. And um, I see, so what they decided to do is they went with the Snapdragon 870. Now, the Black Shark 3 ran the uh, uh, the Snapdragon 865 last year. And the Black Shark 4, the 870, essentially is an overclocked 865. So what I would probably say from the way things have been going on in 2021, at least with the Snapdragon 888, with the heating concerns, I feel like the 870, the Black Shark 4, will probably do a little bit better from a thermal management perspective than the Red Magic 6. On the other side, though, if we had to kind of bring in what Red Magic does, Red Magic 6 has a built-in fan. There's an actual fan inside of the phone that circulates the air over the processor, allowing us to have better thermals. But they also sell that dual-core um, RGB cooler that you're able to mount on the back of the smartphone. So it's really kind of a toss-up between the two. If you had to pick one and you want to basically have a really good experience, I think Xiaomi and the, uh, the, the, the Black Shark 4 is definitely going to be a great experience. I feel like Red Magic, because it runs more current, um, you know, uh, SOC processor, obviously the 888 is a more powerful processor than the 870. Uh, they both support 5G in the markets, depending which one you're able to pick up. So those are things that you want to keep in mind and at least appreciate what uh, what uh, the, each companies are offering. Uh, price point, though, I feel like the Black Shark 4 may be a little bit cheaper. Um, and I think the uh, Black the Red Magic 6 is, uh, again, more powerful, but you are going to run with a little bit more heat. So hopefully that helps with the there. But if you want to be able to check out that video, of course, uh, Juan pushed that out, I think, was it Thursday morning, if I'm not mistaken, or mi midday on Thursday. 
uh, for sure. Yeah, Matt, Matt is, when it comes down to Call of Duty and Warzone, if you guys love watching it, uh, Matt's uh, approach and, and style of playing that is just crazy. He's really that good. Uh, he carries any team that he goes with, it goes in with uh, very, very nicely and uh, very, it's a lot of fun to play. Uh, he and I, obviously, uh, most of the time we used to play uh, Plunder and uh, just kind of going in there and then tag teaming it. But if I want to go into, you know, into basically just standard Warzone or uh, you know, just playing it, I feel like it's, he's, he's a great teammate to have. Always, always appreciate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bo is asking, TK, do you think that... Uh, do you think uh, there will be a Samsung S22 this year or next year? Um, and I think typically that's that's always going to end up being a situation where you see it in uh, the, the following year. I don't think Samsung's able to push or pull up further their their announcements of smartphones. So like what we saw this year, and I felt like what Bo's comment is coming in is, um, so in 2021, we saw something very unique. At the end of 2020, we saw the announcement of the Snapdragon 888. Xiaomi announced the Mi 11 in December and made the Mi 11 available in mid-January. Uh, Samsung announced the S21 uh, series in January and made it available in February. So they brought it a lot earlier. They didn't tie it into timing, the timing of where uh, CES was, but they literally waited a couple of weeks and then announced their devices. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to put up that much more before, uh, you know, that much sooner. I feel like the release of the, the chips that are the availability of the chips that is typically so late in the year that even if they had access to it with exclusivity, they wouldn't be able to push out a phone and they wouldn't want to necessarily uh, start competing with it. That being said, we won't be having a Note line of devices in this in 2021. Samsung has announced that the Note line will be postponed uh, from this year, at least. And what that essentially means is that they're pushing the, the Note line to, uh, to next year. And more than likely, it's going to be called the Note 22. We're skipping the Note 21. Uh, but I don't think the S21 or the S22 will be kind of touching. It may be earlier. We may have it in January. But I feel like it'll still be in next year's uh, uh, lineup as well. Uh, Russ, uh, Russ is back with another one. TK, may I ask if uh, if I'm going to get the V60, which is uh, which uh, which carry is the best, and um, if I do uh, intend to unlock it, uh, would it be compatible with the carriers uh, that are more international? So I would probably say either the T-Mobile, the AT&T one, if you're able to get it unlocked, uh, not the Verizon one necessarily, because that one, even with ultra wideband, I think ultra wideband is not supported everywhere. Uh, for me, with the T-Mobile uh, model, I had it unlocked directly through T-Mobile since I used them, and it does work quite nicely. So for me, seriously, I would recommend it. I haven't been able to take it with me internationally since technically it kind of started all right at the beginning of the current situation. Uh, but I would probably say the T-Mobile model would be the best option. And sometimes you're actually able to find it. If you're able to pick it up used, um, you may be able to find it actually unlocked already for you. So yeah, I would go with the T-Mobile model if, if there's one that you have to kind of pick for. Go for it. Um, Oliver's back with, um, I feel like the Black Shark might be better. I guess Xiaomi will update the phone more often. Uh, my Red Magic 3 has gotten less than 10 updates since launch. So there's that conversation as well. So you want to be able to understand or at least see the approach. So Xiaomi does push out updates. I agree with you and I'm totally with you on that. Uh, but their their updates tend to kind of start getting some more spar uh, spaced out as time goes on. So where I feel like Xiaomi may do a better job on updating the smartphone, it, it, it again, at the end of the day, once you get the, I mean, uh, let me take a step back. Both these smartphones are good in their own respect. It's going to come down to basically uh, the overall experience and long-term uh, experience when it comes to software. So yes, I'm with you on the Xiaomi approach where their software updates will be a lot more um, 
it'll be much more uh, much better than what we see with let's say a red magic uh, and that's one of the things i can when i compared it to the rg phone 5 i feel like asus would put out more updates than red magic and it's just again typical to what we've seen with nubia i'm not saying it based on guesstimates it's based on how long i've had and i've used other devices from them from the same company um, as you know, Red Magic is a Nubia brand. Uh, so yeah, for sure. If you're looking at something like that and that's a concern for you for updates, um, yeah, for sure. That's going to be the, uh, I think Black Shark will definitely have much better. Again, it's much better on thermals. It's running an 865 architecture, separate modem from the, from the processor. Performance is going to be almost on par with what you got with the Black Shark 3, maybe a little bit better. Uh, and you definitely get now the triggers, the correct triggers on the standard model, not just on the pro model. So it's not a touch sensitive response. It's actually buttons now on the standard model, which is very nice. Uh, and Juan Carlos has that one right now that he's been playing with, uh, pushed out a video on that one as well. Uh, so, okay. So here's, here's, um, Shashwat, Shashwat, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, durability on smartphones, specifically gaming phones. Uh, and I'll say this because it, I'm sure everybody, or at least at some point, a good number of us here have seen what Jerry or sorry, Zach from Jerry Rick, everything did with the ROG phone five, the phone crumbled, it broke. Um, and, and it's essentially a, a, a structural issue because of the design of the smartphone. Um, and they did the same thing with the Lenovo, same thing. Like he barely did anything and it kind of snaps. So durability from the sense of when 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 we say durability i don't i'm not expecting the phone to just fall apart in my hand so that's one thing um i purposely make sure that that phone is never put in a back pocket without a very rigid case um, so i always make sure that i'm not sitting on that phone because of that concern that, that i have in there i've had enough problems with the rg phone 2 which has a similar approach uh that second that side um and I don't want to take it off, but mostly because I can't take it off right now. But the side approach here, that secondary connector here that we have, it, it for them to have those connectors, they had to make an opening, which means the frame of the smartphone has a hole in it. It's not a solid me a piece of metal. And that brings in uh, vulnerabilities. And unfortunately, when it comes down to gaming phones, most gaming phones have very similar approaches. They have something extra on the side to add extra functionality. So at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is it, it's not a concern for me that it's going to just fall apart. But it is on my mind when I'm using the ROG Phone 5 that makes sure that at least I don't put it in a position where I could damage or uh, basically bend it. Because once you bend a phone, it's it's almost impossible to bring it back. Um, and I did fix the display on the ROG Phone 2 with the with the slightly bent uh, you know frame on it. And now the display just kind of pops. So I have an opening on the front, on the top and bottom on the ROG Phone 2. And I'm literally just waiting for it to kind of pass out before I'll be able to kind of transition into the next one. Uh, but it is something on my mind. I'm not worried. I if I'm considering getting the ROG Phone 5, that's not something that's going to stop me. Because almost any smartphone, if you put enough pressure, you can definitely damage it, if you really think about it. But for sure, it's something to keep in mind. Uh, let me see here. I think I may have missed it. I feel like... But it, yes, thank you, Oliver, on that one. Uh, so Davin Davis is saying, Matt's secret is to, to let his his spirit let let his spirit does his uh, does his training for Warzone while he sleeps. It, it, I feel like he doesn't sleep. I don't think Matt has like seriously. Some of the times the, uh, the 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 sessions that we've had in the past are typically where I feel like obviously you know, where where his family is already gone to sleep. He's sitting in there, and um, so he plays really really late. And I think those are the things. There's a dedication there a lot more than some of the other some of the other. Uh, I think other players, at least even myself, I typically will play maybe pl uh, clock in maybe about a half hour, maybe about an hour spread spread throughout the day if I'm able to put some time in it. Um, 
but there's a lot more things going on. And I think at the end of the day, especially with during Ramadan and so on, I can't really stay up that late. I, that's just the fact because I got to be up early. Like at 4 a.m. is when I, sorry, when I wake up in the morning. So it's always going to be a challenge, always something that you keep mind. So uh, I, I, like I said, a great, great buddy. Always love playing games with him. Um, and um, maybe we'll, we'll start playing, we'll start doing some Apex Legends as well. I don't know if any, there's any Apex Legend fans in the chat as well. Um, method in dragon ball z image uh image training or something along that um so dragon ball z had the hyperbolic time uh, uh, time chamber which i for the life of me if that ever existed it would be the would be the place i just go in there and just you know spend spend a day in the hyperbolic time chamber which essentially is about a year's worth of time uh, and then come back and play with matt maybe then at that point i'll be able to get my my game level up there as well uh let me see here i think i i'm uh da, da, da. Okay, uh, Russ is back with it. Thanks, TK. Hope to get. Uh, uh, oh, hope to get it with the dual screen. Uh, what screen protector uh, do you use compatible with it? So for the screen protectors, you need to go with non-glass screen protectors if you're trying to find one. If you're using it with the dual screen, if you're going to think, think about getting it with the dual screen, the non-glass one works a little bit better, especially since you can use it on both displays and it doesn't create a very rigid closing. Because remember, when you put a glass protector on the smartphone uh, and you try to close it, it's intended to be uh, without a glass protector on both. Uh, but for me, I found that the uh, non-glass protectors work better so those usually are much much better on that especially because the thickness is usually not as bad and uh, they tend to be a little bit more flexible um oliver back okay so a small addition to my software argument uh xiaomi phones have a huge rom community my uh, in my opinion memix has uh memix has roms with android 11 still um, actively worked on so yes Again, Xiaomi as a, as a company has definitely had a lot more, uh, but you have to keep in mind that there's so many devices. So yes, the the Xiaomi devices, and of course, uh, you know, Blackshark, uh, uh, Poco is a separate company now, but essentially at some point they used to, but they're still using MIUI. There is a big community when it comes out to software updates, and they do typically uh, push them out a lot. So those are the things you want to keep in mind. Uh, so I feel like in that experience, I felt that's why the Blackshark 4 would definitely win more. Um, Red Magic and just Nubia for me, it's it's just, I'm not saying it's a bad experience, just don't get me wrong. You're not going to be, you know, stuck with a phone that doesn't work. But if a feature that was supposed to work, like with that specific smartphone, I felt like there was issues with the camera that was just never resolved, the dual display. Um, I feel like the Red Magic 6 is, is good enough on its own where it is right now. Just again, don't expect it to be a super updated smartphone for the extended amount of time that you're going to have it. It'll be a few and far apart when it comes down to updates. Uh, but definitely Xiaomi and uh, Asus would do uh, much better. I feel like even Xiaomi may do maybe better uh, on that. Uh, and the reason I say that is you're also able to download betas on their uh, on their ROMs for MIUI. Uh, like I said, the uh, Mi 11 Ultra in China right now is running full stable MIUI 12.5, which is, again, one of the things they announced with the Mi, uh, with the Mi 11 Ultra at the, on stage, but we haven't seen. So those are the things that I'm looking forward for. So uh, totally with you, Oliver. Always, always nice. Uh, so the Black Shark 4 is a very nice budget gaming phone uh, uh, for with the 870 is much better controlled for heat wise. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for again, one of the main appeals that I'm having there, the only difference, which is where I'm, this is, this is the thing that I always kind of want to make sure that uh, emphasize it. The difference that I'm having with it though, is um, being that it is for the most part, an overclocked 865, would you consider going for a Black Shark 4 or would you go with a Black Shark 3 Pro? 
So here's the difference. You get a bigger display. You're getting uh, the, the higher refresh rate as well. But the question would be, is, or, or, and I don't want to say 100% that I'm, I'm not 100% sure that if the Black Shark 4 was 120 or 90, but I know that the Black Shark sorry the black shark 3 was 90 hertz and i would i remember the black shark 4 was higher refresh rate but again in 2020 definitely a great uh, option from xiaomi uh, when it comes down to gaming phone great budget and that's just basically feeding into what xiaomi does when it comes down to their smartphones uh it just the the thermals is what i'm, I'm waiting to hear from what juan carlos had on that as well uh <laughs> rest in peace the rog phone too uh yeah man i it, mine mine is on literally on its last leg i told i told omar i said if this phone breaks, there's just no coming back from it. So I'm just letting him know now. Uh, so it's one of those things that you you kind of like, you feel bad, but it, it is true though. I mean, realistically, I've, I've I've extended its life after the initial injury <laughs> as much as possible, and it is it is now running on its last leg. Uh, last leg of man. Um, so Matt jumping in with Apex is so much fun. So I'll say this. I thought I had Apex Legend, but apparently I don't have Apex Legend. There is the free-to-play model, and I don't know if that's the one that you guys are going to be jumping on uh, on, on door and there, or you could just download one of their special edition ones. It's not that expensive. It's about 20 bucks for those. Uh, but I feel like that should be basically one of the next games I play. I've been dabbling a little bit more with uh, Fortnite on the PC, so that's something that is also something I decided to kind of go back. But I feel like Apex is that combination of Call of Duty and uh, Fortnite, but almost in the middle. gives me gives us the the fast action movement that you want to get with uh, with Call of Duty, uh, with slightly better graphics. Uh, I'll say a lot better graphics than what we get with Fortnite, uh, but different. You know, similar uh, game mechanics as Call of Duty, but there's more gaming, more jumping, more uh, over the air. So the experiences, um, I will have to start building up or ramping up on there, uh, and I'm hoping that they have. Uh, DLSS support as well, so I can definitely enjoy uh, playing it with VSync, you know, with the 2020 ADTI that I have back there. Um, so Oliver's comment back here is, uh, in a durability st uh, uh, standpoint, I can uh, I can proudly say that my Red Magic Three has survived three falls and six meter uh, from up to six meters into solid concrete, um, and a bath um, in Turkey in, uh, in the. <laughs> Long story, uh, the turkey bath. Yeah, so um, I, I'm actually surprised it survived in the turkey bath because those things are very, very, very warm. Turkish bathhouses are very. Um, it, that's an episode. That's a that's a topic for a different episode. <laughs> and still a full display in there as well. Uh, David. Okay, so Davin Davis is jumping back with TK. Um, are you looking forward to the Samsung Fall announcement? While I think they will be um, solid devices, I don't think much of ex uh, excitement is going to be coming. So. For the fall announcement, when it comes down to the smartphones, we pretty much already know what's going to be announced, right? There's going to be the Z Fold 3, the successor to the Z Fold 2 from last year. We're going to get S Pen support 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 on the on the Z Fold 3. Uh, we're going to see uh, the Z Flip is going to have a Z Flip a Z Flip 3, which is also coming up very soon. And those are going to be primarily the biggest flagships. There's rumors coming up about the S21 FE that's going to be coming out later on, and that could also be a solution as well for some people that are looking for a little bit more of a budget device from Samsung that isn't necessarily in a series right if you're going to go stick with the s series but go into the budget version that the fe model will come in um am i excited for what's coming up i'll say this uh the z fold 3 for the most part getting s pen support to it is nice um i'm interested to see how they're going to do it am i excited for that part not necessarily it seems like the mechanism at least that we're looking here if there's true 
so I'll say this rumors are going to be rumors. There's the trifold that's that people are talking about potentially. Um, there's going to be obviously the Z flip is going to be an updated internals experience, but for the most part, the same clamshell experience that we got last year. Uh, the FE, maybe that would be the most uh, uh, excitement I would probably look into what they do with the S21 FE and how do they tailor that experience, being that the S21 was considered to be what the FE would have been if they had released the standard models the same way they did with the S20s last year. So am I excited about it? A little bit of mixed feelings right now. Am I looking forward to hearing about it? It's, it's definitely always excited to hear new tech. I'm just not sure how they're going to approach it. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to see how they go. Um, KSWD saying some YouTubers are saying that the ROG Phone 5 um, not using full power on CPU in uh, in, in Amory Create. Okay. Um, throttling or capping the uh, the performance on uh, on games, there's going to be different. I mean, if we have to kind of look at it, there's there's two two houses, two, two stories of kind of looking at it. You can turn on performance mode inside of the gaming app and try to get the best experience that you can. But if the system is throttled, like an example would be uh, playing games like uh, basically uh, the Armory uh, Create there or any of the games in there, those are going to be things that are limited by either the OEMs, but as well as the, the, the smartphone. Uh, if it is going to be basically throttled for the sake of heat uh, this, uh, control, we'll have to kind of look into it and hopefully they can fix it in the future. I haven't played Armory Create, so I don't know necessarily, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some throttling just to kind of measure, uh, well, not measure, but um, uh, manage thermals. Uh, overall, if you play with any Snapdragon 888 with an extended amount of time, uh, unhindered or basically unthrottled, you're going to get some heat issues. And at some point, the system will throttle itself to reduce the heat. So there's going to be some issues there. The 888 is a very interesting chipset. Um, it's capable of providing some gaming experiences that are very good when it's married with a really good cooling solution. So RG is definitely a decent gaming phone. Again, the 5 is, is the entry level. So keep that in mind. And then there's the Ultimate and the Pro, which have different materials on the back as well. So we'll have to see how that kind of goes. Um, <laughs> Greg is on the Evolution X ROM and still getting updates on his Xiaomi Mi 8. Uh, yeah, Greg, Greg's, Greg's approach, I think, is like always the best situation is when you're able to go into a custom ROM on a Xiaomi, especially with the Mi 8, uh, you're able to extend the life on that. Again, he's on the Mi 8. We're, have the, we're in the year of the Mi 11, so you can wait. You can see how long he's been running it for some time. Um, Russ says, uh, how is the Tap S7 Plus so far? Would you recommend this one uh, over the S8 off? Uh, okay, uh, or wait, S8, uh, S, the uh, Tab S7 S8 Plus offers. Um, I'll say this. I'm really loving all the updates. I mean, of all of the tablets that I've had in the past, and I've had, um, so I've had Asus ones. I've had uh, uh, Huawei ones. I've had also, I think I want to say Sony one for a little bit. I didn't get a chance to keep that one. And I've had Samsung, the Tab S4 from Samsung. Um, the S7 Plus is actually one of my favorite options. I use it on the daily, by the way, when I'm recording videos and watching content. So for me, uh, it's, it's funny that you mention it, uh, but uh, the, the S Pen that I pulled out for you guys when I was talking about the S21 supporting S Pen is for my S7 Plus. Uh, S7 Plus. And um, I keep getting updates. I keep getting uh, new features into it. The display is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, gaming on this, if you're actually looking into playing on larger display, gaming is definitely going to be nice. I wouldn't doubt that Samsung's going to pull some kind of you know trick uh, out to make the S8 Plus even better, uh, but I think if you're looking for something right now, the S7 Plus is a very decent uh, experience. Uh, if you're able to wait, you're always going to obviously get the best experience with the next generation, uh, but it depends on your needs and how quickly do you want to be able to get it. That's, maybe that's the solution. If you need to get one something like right now, 
I feel like it's a good one. And, and I had a conversation with somebody over on Instagram recently. Um, they're considering getting an iPad or an or a Tab Seven Plus, and uh, they were basically talking about what what is the options, what are the better use cases. And they're and they're an Android user; they're not an iOS or iPhone user. Uh, so I kind of, like I said, I still think the S7 Plus is a very good uh, tablet and it has served me quite well. Uh, good luck works on it in the US uh, and we have a lot of customization options in there as well. The fingerprint sensor works great as well. Uh, okay, hold on. I, I thought I missed it. Oh. <laughs> always, 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 always. Um, so... Uh, Oliver, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Sam who has the Surface Duo, and he's the one. Uh, he's the one having. Matt doesn't have the Surface Duo. Uh, Hans is asking. Okay, so here's a good question. So Hans is asking is, I'm switching from a Note 20 Ultra to the Xperia One Mach 3. Do you think I'm going to be missing anything from Samsung? Um, no, no, uh, because you're going to keep the SD card. You're so you're probably going to get slightly faster charging. It's up to 30 watts on the um, on the One Mach 3. Uh, you're going to get better cameras on the back for sure. Uh, you're obviously not going to have the S20, uh, the S Pen, but you're going to be gaining a 4K 120 hertz refresh rate, 4K panel. So there is already a massive update in the technology that you're looking for when it comes down to content consumption, because you're looking at a very high refresh rate, uh, very high quality, uh, uh, basically uh, gaming ready uh, display. And the cameras are going to be absolutely fantastic. I have no doubt that the cameras on the back of the Mon One Mach 3 are going to be better if not good but better than the one we have on the one mach 2 uh and of course i'm really looking forward to checking out and using not that not that i like the name of it but the simple mode within the camera pro because i want to be able to see what sony alpha team's approach have been brought down and how are those optimizations done and supposedly we're going to be getting better front-facing images with this uh, optimization uh Hans, uh, I don't, the S Pen, of course, uh, but do you mean software-wise? Yeah, so there's no question the S Pen is going to be the biggest thing. Uh, but the question would be is, so many people, and I'll say this even for myself, there was one, at one point a, a time of my usage that I felt like the S Pen was a very, very needed thing for me. And I used it for a long time. But as time kind of moved on and I've changed, tried many devices, I've realized that I don't typically really look for the S Pen on the uh, on the Note as much as I used to. I typically find it more functional on something that is this big because of the form factor, right? If I'm writing on something, I can put my hand and I can write. It's much bigger. And I felt like for me, that's something that I wanted to use and want to be able to use on a smartphone, uh, on, on, a, on a mobile device. So tablet, the tablet with an S Pen support is always going to be a much better solution for me. Uh, but yeah. I think it's it, it's an upgrade for sure going from the Note 20 Ultra to the S uh, to the Xperia One Mach Three. Um, Joe Hickey, what do you like about the Note 20 Ultra, Hans? That's a good question, actually. Uh, uh, I think that's a good question going on to Hans. Hopefully, we'll see an answer from him right there. Uh, I still want the Tab S7 Plus. Yes, uh, Joe. Honestly, for the things that you do, especially with image editing, you can snap a couple of pictures on your Pixel Five, shoot that over with nearby share uh, onto the S7 Plus, and then do some editing uh, using with your uh, with your pen. It's going to be a lot better. The, ten, the pen input with the module within um, what is it called? Pentastic within GoodLock is a very good combination, especially with you know tablets that are not uh, for for Android tablets. Let's just say that. Sam, dude, Savaha, man, Savaha, welcome to the chat, man. Everybody, say hi to Sam. Uh, Sam and Matt have a really nice uh, uh, live stream every Saturday. Sorry, every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, called Car uh, Across the Podcast. A day ahead of obviously the SGGQA on Mondays with uh, our best friend 
uh, Juan Carlos Bagnell, some gadget guy. Uh, so welcome, welcome to the chat, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, better late than never, dude. You're uh, you're rocking it the way I usually show up to your show. Uh, I typically I'll, I'll always try to be in the chat and I'm like listening to the conversation, but I typically yes, I'm a little bit later to come in. Uh, very very nice. San uh, <laughs> Valentino, hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, afternoon, man, hope you're doing well. Let me see. Uh, so yeah, actually, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so as I think. Uh, Okay. Uh, okay. Let's let's jump back into Hans's answer. Um, I feel like Samsung. Uh, I feel like Samsung because of a, of an advertising of, of an advertising toy, which is following whatever Apple does. And I really love what Sony is doing with their camera system. Um, Samsung has changed. Has changed a lot from when we first started seeing what Samsung was doing. They went from a very and, and I don't know if it's going to continue. This is based on what we're seeing currently in the system. Um, Samsung went from pushing the limits, giving you everything under the sun to, as you kind of, I mean, you said it in a, in a nice way as well. Uh, they're starting to copy. They're literally looking over to what Samsung, what Apple is doing. And they're literally assuming that this is going to something that works for them as well. So they have their fan base. Obviously there's going to be a big support there, but when we start looking into, uh, you know, experiences from Samsung, I feel like the S21 is a very interesting, uh, not necessarily high up of something they did because the 888 did actually do most of the work for the improvements. Uh, but I feel like the uh, the S21 for me, from a from a feature set, from what Samsung felt like was a necessary thing for users, specifically on the ultra side, um, it was definitely felt like a little bit of a letdown for me from the S20 or even the Note 20 Ultra. So those are things because again, I appreciate having the having those features, and they didn't even offer them at the twelve hundred dollar model, which to me felt like why. Like, why take the SD card support? Why take MST? Why cap the, uh, the charging speed to 25 watt on, on the same battery size that you gave us on the S20 the year before? But that depends on what you're looking for. Uh, contact Microsoft uh, support. Oh, okay. I think, so. I think uh, Oliver is answering something else as well. Uh yeah. Okay. So let's, as, as I think this is a good, good point to start talking about the, the experience. So the S21 ultra was again, announced in January, right after the, the Mi 11 became available. Uh, I got my unit as almost everybody else uh, did the retail unit um, in the, in February, which is when they were starting to ship them out. And, um, I think the experience has been since I've received the smartphone. I've I've received I want to say maybe three or four major updates uh, where we'd be able to get more enhancements on the camera, better better security patch update, and I think it's more it's uh, accurate as of the first of April when it comes down to my security patch update on my on the S twenty one Ultra that I have. That's the unlocked model, uh, so it's not the carrier version. Um, Overall, camera experience for me hasn't really changed much since launch. So if you're looking at it, it's still a very decent experience. Uh, I think the front-facing camera definitely performs much better than what we've seen in previous generations. Although on the back-facing sensor, outside of telephoto, which is it seems to be the difference in approach here than last year's S20, as last year's S20 was mostly, uh, basically their biggest push there was the 100, uh, the 100 times space zoom that they pushed out with it. Here we have two telephoto lens that gives us two different st specific telephoto uh, tele telephoto focal lengths there's the 10x all the way up to 10x and up to 3x and of course we have the wide angle lens i mean it it, it has a lot of uh, there's a lot of cameras on the back of this smartphone there's no question that the s21 ultra has a lot of cameras um, overall performance though if i had to kind of put them head to head the note 20 ultra gave us a very similar experience i don't typically uh, get to use the 10x zoom as much but i feel like the 3x is very decent so from a camera performance it could perform uh, as good as it did before it didn't wasn't really a lot of uh, improvements there 
Um, I'm very happy to say also that the task switcher did get up, uh, get updated to work now, but they incorporated it into the home up uh, module within Goodlock. So if you were one of the people that appreciate having, uh, and task switcher is one of those apps that allow us to change the way the recents app or the recents menu shows up within Android and specifically on Samsung devices that support it. And uh, typically, as you know, the, the standard Android one, you bring it up and then you swipe all the way to the left to clear all. This one gives us the ability of changing it from a carousel to a card side to a mini stack. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different options. And that was one of my favorite features on the S20. Going to the S21, I felt like I lost a lot more, but I realized that they incorporated it. So that was a nice addition in there. Uh, battery life is still pretty consistent. Uh, I would probably say on the days that I'm able to use it, I still get about a good 24 hours worth of usage. And what I mean by that, um, off the charger at about 5.30 in the morning and then back on the charger at about 4.30 or so the next morning uh, with about 35%. That's typically on my daily uh, usage. And this is with um, Wi-Fi, 5G um, in the car and, and, and usage uh, across multiple platforms. So um, I think what Samsung's done with the battery improvements, at least the updates have fixed the concerns that some people were having with the battery concerns. Uh, Performance-wise, unfortunately, it's still pretty much a capped experience. It's still a very much a throttled experience without turning on uh, the performance mode on the in the settings tab or the gaming mode option. So that's something that's to be said. Um, I have... I would probably say it, when it comes down to the to the 1080p, sorry, to the uh, the 2K or the QHD resolution at 120, um, the refresh rate I feel like for some reason because it's adaptive, uh, it definitely works on saving us battery. But for some reason, I feel like Oppo and OnePlus have done a much better job keeping the 120 with the QHD resolution. Maybe because this is their second year doing it, where uh, Samsung's finally going into their first year, giving us both those options. Last year we had QHD at 60 or 1080p at 120, and that was the experience on the S20 where you go over to the S21, you get finally that option to come in both. So a little bit of a mixed bag. I, I tend to keep it at 1080p 120 anyways for battery per, uh, consumption because uh, it typically does burn through a lot more battery. And I think maybe that's why I'm able to last a couple of days on it. Um, oh, Vincent. Uh, Vincent just got his S21 Ultra yesterday. Congratulations. I hope uh, I hope it's uh, uh, exciting you and, and you're, you're still in that honeymoon phase and all of that good stuff is going on in there as well. Uh, when it comes down to charging, I will say this much. I do miss, and I really, really feel weird uh, that in 2021, um, Samsung smartphones, the ultra Samsung smartphone that is sold in the US or any market has the slowest charging speed when it comes to flagships from any device. OnePlus is up to 65 watts. Uh, Oppo has been at 65 watts for a while. Red Magic, uh, sorry, not Red Magic. Uh, Red Magic is actually up to 66, uh, 65 watts as well. Um, and of course, what we get here now with um, the RG Phone 5, we're up to 65 as well. Uh, if we even go to Sony, Sony's going up to 30 watts, which is, again, not a lot, but a little bit better. It's a little bit disheartening that I, and that's one of the things that kind of uh, frustrates me in the morning is that if my OnePlus or if my uh, my Find X2 Pro, Find X3 Pro run out of juice, seriously, less than 20 minutes, plug it in, it's done, I'm using it. And I still get the full day battery life. So keep that in mind. Battery life is still very good. And I feel like that Samsung missed out on this. Like they downgraded the experience. They don't include the charger in the box. And I feel like where we are getting the experience now is a tailored down from what we saw last year. And not having the SD card was always a big thing for me. So I'm always monitoring and making sure that I don't fill up the, the storage. I did go for a little bit more on the 256 because I didn't have an SD card. But typically in the past, I've always gone with the standard model. So um if I have to kind of put those in, in perspective, I feel like the S21 Ultra is still performing the way it, it performed at the beginning uh, with, the, you know, the experience hasn't got 
Uh, I don't feel like it, it gotten better. I think it caught up back with the modules on GoodLock to bring back the functions that we had before. Um, I do miss MST and I miss it quite a bit. That's something that I cannot use anymore. The last smartphone, if I'm not mistaken, that I own from Samsung is the Z, the Z Fold 2. But I don't typically use that any, uh, anymore on a daily uh, because it's just a smartphone that I cannot. It just It's just too... The, the form factor is not very daily driver functional for me, uh, specifically with trying to go on and it's less, you know, using it with the, with the Tesla and so on. Um, <laughs> oh man, hold on a second. Let me double check here. Uh, let me hear. Okay. So with that being said, this is something to keep in mind. Those are things that I'm, I feel like I wanted to kind of cover uh, with it. Um, I think the Mi 11 is still doing a way better job. I don't. I, I don't want to try to knock it down. Xiaomi did a very interesting approach. They announced the first Mi 11. Now I can still say that the S21 Ultra is definitely better than Mi 11, but the Mi 11 wasn't really competing with it. The 11 was competing with the S21 and the S21 Plus. And at that point, I still felt like the Mi 11 was a better deal, even though technically it could run hot if you're playing video games for an extended amount of time. But it was an unthrottled experience with faster faster uh, charging and a higher resolution display. The Mi 11i, though, kind of gets closer to the S21, uh, mostly because of the 1080p 120. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate the, I, I appreciate everybody uh, with the moderators in the chat as well. Uh, they need a Samsung that uh, <laughs> de-Googled. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of double apps when it comes down to Samsung devices and um, uh, and the apps that we have in the smartphone, of course. Um, I had the S9 Plus huge difference. So Vince, Vincent, I would love to ask you if you if you don't mind, maybe letting me know. Did you use an SD card on the S9 Plus? Is that something that you miss on the S21, uh, or maybe maybe a little bit too early, depending on the on the internal storage one that you went. But yes, no, definitely going from the S9 Plus to the S21 Ultra is a massive update. You went to literally like the you 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 did the right jump let's just say that much it's a massive jump but it's definitely in the right direction uh, and there's a lot of improvements that have been done since then especially with the refresh rate the battery size uh and of course just the overall aesthetics of the smartphones so for sure you missed the charger in the box so okay so greg's comment here is very interesting right it's not that i missed the charger in the box it's that the box the the charger that the the smartphone experience his um is no longer compatible with the old, like if you upgraded an example, like your Vincent just upgraded from an S9 Plus to the S21 Ultra. His charger, which was adaptive charging, adaptive fast charging, was a 15 watt charger that Samsung sold, included in the box with, this, with the S9 Plus. When he bought the S21, uh, S21 Ultra, he needs to purchase a new 25 watt or, at, or the 45 watt charger, depending if you whichever one he'd like, to make sure that he's getting that fast charging. And that's what I was trying to uh, kind of uh, more you know speak towards. It wasn't that I missed the charger. It's more about users that pick up the phone for the first time that are upgrading from a, from a while ago, right? Not from an S20 to the S21 like I did. Uh, I don't, I, and typically if I wasn't doing this, obviously for YouTube, this wouldn't be necessarily my upgrade cycle. I wouldn't necessarily have gone over to the S21 Ultra. I would have ridden it maybe for a little bit more with the S20 because that's typically what would carry me. Uh, and it wasn't really a big, big difference. S21, like I said, uh, dropped the speed on the charging, but I hope that we'll be able to see something like that in the past. And, and again, keep in mind, Greg, uh, every other manufacturer other than Samsung is keeping their charging and uh, the charger in the box. And they're giving you the fast charger in the box, which is really nice. Like they're learning how to how to how to basically go out at uh, at some of Samsung's um, uh, decisions and the ability. 
Davin Davis, definitely very, very nice. Thank you very much there. Uh, they need Samsung. Uh, so Vincent, I, I would say dual apps or having multiple apps in, in a Samsung smartphone, I think we've been used to for a while. But my biggest thing that I would probably say is if you're getting the smartphone, and I don't know if you've already set it up yet or not, I'm assuming you have, make sure you do not consent to the advertising or the customized advertising option in the op, uh, in the uh, in the setup because once you turn that on it's almost very hard for you without resetting the phone and starting over again to disable uh, the personalized ads within Samsung applications uh, and that's something that is a little bit different that I'm not really appreciative of uh, at least this year with the S21 is the ability of seeing more ads in our system at 1200 bucks like it's a smartphone that we paid that much money we have it in there, Samsung TVs. I mean, I have a Samsung TV here, a 40-inch uh, that I use for my testing. And the reality is, seriously, having ads on your on a system that you paid full price for is just not right. I don't think it's right. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we already have so many people that are using data. There, you know, if you can consent to sharing your data and so on, there's so much other ways that you can make money. Having to put more ads in front of us when we're trying to get an ad-free experience is just to me is weird. Uh, but Again, you're right. I think it's still a massive upgrade from the S9 Plus. Congratulations again. Um, there's going to be so many, many new things in there. And of course, I would love to hear from you again uh, how things are going for you uh, as time goes on and you're able to get it up and running to normal. Um, whose customers are... Okay, so I think I may have missed the concept. I think uh, that's the plan. Uh, uh, they want to buy the more expensive versions. Yeah, so... A concept, uh, sorry, Jermaine jumping is, I think that's the plan. They want you to buy the more expensive option, the 256, and people might as well uh, then just get the 512. And uh, this is why the SSD is being removed. Again, very much a very um, tailored way of, um, it's like a marketing uh, approach. Uh, so you have the S21, great entry level, and of course, a great smartphone for what it offers. Uh, there are some things that you obviously want to be aware of um, and just kind of look into. Um, I, I love it when I get calls from numbers that say it's a verified number, but it says nothing about the name of the business. Uh, the only thing I would probably say is because I didn't have an SD card, I had to go to the 256. And the reason I'll say this is the model that I came from had more storage. There was more things that I needed to transfer with me from one phone to the other. And it's more about the library of content that I want to be able to carry over. I run if I'm using a smartphone, the smartphone needs to be able to run my business. I'm going to be able to do my work, my day job work, my personal work, YouTube monitoring, uh, downloading and transferring large files. Like typically, I'm talking about the gig and a half worth of files that I'm typically transferring between my smart, my desktop, my phone, and the internet. So files for me tend to get uh, that uh, internal storage get to fill, gets to get filled up pretty quickly. So short answer, the 256. And it is a, it's a marketing ploy. Uh, it's And they make it so that it's 50 bucks more just for the 256. But then they do that $200 uh, to jump over the two, uh, sorry, the uh, to the 512. Because for some reason, 512 is so much more. But it is definitely very interesting. And um, Jermaine, hopefully you're, you know, you're doing uh, well. I saw that you got the Mi 11 Ultra as well. So I'm really, really excited. Uh, he has some really good videos as well on his channel for that. Uh so Joe's jumping in. So what's a good alternative for the Tab S7 Plus? Uh, would you suggest? Um, um, and anyone in the chat, of course. Um, I mean, from a tech, from from a from a spec level tablet that runs Android, the S7 Plus is. I feel like it's like the best option we have right now. There isn't that many tablets that are being released. Uh, Huawei still makes some decent tablets, but I don't think that they're getting very close to it. Um, I think Alcatel still makes some of their tablets. I think. Um, it's, it's a tough one. The market on Android tablets is so small. 
Uh, there's so many more budget-friendly tablets on the market, but I'm, the, main, the main thing I would probably say is maybe go for an, for an S6 Plus from last year that still was a very good option that you'd be able to get a little bit of better deal. So I, I, it's hard for me to, com uh, to compare some of the features that are on the Tab S7 Plus with some of the other options, mostly because there is very little competition that's going on in this uh, in this realm. You have the super budget tablets, which don't really come even close. And when it comes down to actually feature to feature, uh, Sam, you know, Sony is not making tablets anymore because those would have been when I, my next thing to, to jump on. Um, you can get one of those conversion tablets, which essentially is like a PC in a tablet format. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like maybe an S6 an S6 Plus would definitely be a good a good option as well. Uh, okay, so default says, uh, I know that everybody hates that Samsung removed the SD card, but hasn't it been proven that using once, uh, using one slows down the, uh, the experience on, uh, because the SD card moves slower than the internal storage. So, okay. Uh, the approach to that is very, I'll, I'll say that in a little bit. Um, first thing I'll say is Samsung doesn't allow us to actually put system apps on our, uh, on our SD card. Uh, the SD card for the most part is intended for additional storage, not main storage. So, uh, Although we were able to at one point to do adoptable storage, if you're familiar with adoptable storage on Android, it's the ability of using external storage and internal storage together at the same time to combine the storage. So essentially the, allowing the system to write to internal and external memory at the same time as if they were the same system. Now, in that situation, the SD card quality of the SD card is a very big part of it. Um, I've done videos on adoptable storage on um, my uh, NVIDIA Shield TV Pro, which enables me to actually use an SD card in there, or even the NVIDIA Shield TV, the standard one. Um, and those I typically do turn on SD, uh, sorry, uh, adoptable storage, but I'm using a uh, like a high quality Kingston memory card, which they do make very fast ones. Um, your answer to the or the question that you're going there with Samsung devices, you're not running anything on that on that SD card that will be considered. Um, a system process. So all of the system processes are all running directly on there. The only thing you're able to do is sometimes move storage for some of these apps. So launching the app will still be as fast if you're running it on the main or the SD card. It's accessing the data. So main thing we'd probably say is you may want to basically dump some of the images and videos that you take on your camera roll uh, from your main internal storage to the SD card so that you alleviate and allow this main system to run as fast as possible. So there is a big function for the SD card on a, on a device, even in 2021. I don't I don't disagree with you on the fact that obviously the system will run smoother with internal storage, just everything internal storage. Uh, obviously, uh, Google doesn't support external storage. OnePlus doesn't support external storage, with the exception, I think, I, I want to say on the, Nord, uh, I, actually, I take that back. I, the, the short answer is it's something to keep in mind. It's, it, Nord line is very different. It's a Nord by OnePlus. It's a very different experience than what you normally typically get from OnePlus. But I, I don't disagree that internal will always be faster, but there is a purpose for the SD card. Losing it on the Ultra where it was available on any other device because you're typically running more on the internal storage, that was the big letdown for us. It's not on the standard models. Nobody's barking on that part. It's mostly on the S21 Ultra. Let me see here. Oh, no. uh, off topic, uh, tablets. Remember the old Xperia Z Ultra? Yes. See, the Xperia Z Ultra, everyone uh, called the tablet uh, in 2023. It's a 6.3 inch tablet. It was the tiny one. I know, I know. Uh, that was a tablet back then. They used to be even, a, remember the phablets? Remember, like all of these would be called phablets back then. If we had to bring this one in, anything that was higher than 5.5 inches, 5.5 inches, not 6.8 and 6.9 inches, almost seven inches there for sure. Um, 
Russ is asking actually a very nice interesting question. So what brand, what SD card brand do you recommend? And uh, what is a fast, good, uh, what is a good, uh, reasonable price? So I used to be a very SanDisk heavy, very much good, like, you know, sticks to SanDisk. SanDisk makes really good SD cards. But I've had a few problems with some of their cards where I've lost the cards and lost the data off of them. Kingston's been just knocking it out of the park. Um, I'll say this, hold on a second. And I say that because I use them with uh, with all of my all my systems now. Everything that I use has uh, sent uh, Kingston. So uh, the Kingston uh, Canvas React Plus that's their highest throughput, highest SD cards, and they do make them in micro SD. Uh, this one is uh, 300 megabits on. So for 4K recording content on on any smartphone. They're great, and their prices are about 40 to 50 bucks, depending on the model and the storage that you're going with. And they do actually perform very, very nicely. Uh, for me, when I'm transferring data, my content, obviously, I shoot in 4K, uh, 4K60 on the primary sensor here, uh, and I'm able to transfer very fast to my PC. So when it comes down to putting content on it and taking content off of it, it's going to definitely be the best. So Kingston all the way, for sure. Uh, Kinsley, I like that one. Yes, Kingsley, uh, Kingsley saying the, S uh, the Samsung S10 uh, was the best headphone, uh, was was the, was the last uh, Samsung device with the headphone jack for sure. Uh, it's one of those things you always want to kind of appreciate when they did it and they did it well. Um, absolutely, Dominic Wong, I I'm, I'm totally with you as well. I think it's it, SD cards are always going to be really great. Um, so IR, IR blasters, so this is something that. I don't understand why more care. So I take that back. I do understand why it exists. I love it on Xiaomi devices. Every Xiaomi device that I've ever had a chance to play with always has an IR blaster. Uh, some of them have FM tuners and so on. But th the point is the IR blaster is always there. And I think it's a great feature. I don't think it's, it's, it's I don't understand why it hasn't caught on uh, with more companies carrying um, SD cards. Not Well, SD cards for sure, but IR blasters. But definitely a very interesting concept for sure uh, that we feel... Like when you have it and your phone can work as a remote, you're totally fine. Like you're sitting on the couch, you're hanging out, you're with the family, uh, but you don't have to go reach for the remote. You just turn on the remote on your phone, change the channel, do whatever. It always, always nice. Very good. Uh, Kingston, do these? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, Joe, I love it. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe and I both are like, ooh, snap right there. Uh, Samsung Evos are also very nice. Yes, the Samsung does actually pretty good, although they typically tend to be a little bit more expensive, uh, but they're definitely some of the better options as well, uh, even with the internal storage when you're trying to get into the system. Uh, let me see here. Uh, where am I? Okay, so not too far. So here, B. Floyd is back. Um, I don't know. Kind of find that the SD card is gone. Um, I'm, a, I'm a techie. <laughs> And uh, and even for me, going to the going to the store, uh, going to the store and trying to compare SD cards is a pain in the in the you know what. Um, I always wanted Samsung to support their uh, uh, their own with UFS cards, so it is basically based on usage and what you feel like would work best. Uh, I agree. Uh, the The sea of SD cards is massive. There's no question that there is going to be. Uh, it's it's something that you need to do some homework on and work with, and uh, basically find which ones do work best. But for me, like I said, from years of using SD cards, um, Sandix was the primary product that I always went with, and I feel like I always went with them because of the pricing. They were always somewhat comparable in pricing. But I've had some failures with them, and I feel like I don't know if they've changed manufacturing or they're just using less uh, lower quality products. If I'm not buying the super expensive model from them. But when it comes down to Kingston for the last at least couple of years, I have had no problem at all with any of their cards. So they've been definitely upping their game. And like I said, I've converted my not only my smartphone that support SD cards, but I've also converted my main cameras to standard uh, SD, not just the micro, because their, their devices are so good. 
and I used the same memory on the um, uh, what's it called the Nvidia Shield, uh, the standard TV as well as the Nvidia Shield T, uh, the full Nvidia Shield uh, Pro, which those are going to be the ones that always perform the best because they need the fastest memory possible. So hopefully that helps there. Uh, uh, Spartas is saying for business, to, uh, sorry, for Samsung to uh, to be pushing the Ultra as a pro camera experience is not having uh, and not having SD card SD card support uh, doesn't make sense. And again, that's exactly what I feel. Uh, and then to continue his comment is, um, as someone with the 256 S21 Ultra, I've had to empty the storage a couple of times already. When you're, and, and I think this is to speak to the uh, to the understanding of price per, for benefit. Samsung's approach for the S21 Ultra is they gave us the entry level at about $1,200 almost, 12, uh, I think $1,150. And then you have to pay an extra 50 bucks to get the 256. So that doubled the, the internal storage from 128 to 256. But 256, when you're talking about using 4K60 on all your camera sensors, uh, using uh, shooting, you know, 108 megapixel uh, images, or using 8K video, uh, running a business, using your device, seriously pushing it to the level of what needs to be done. When you're buying a device for 1,200 bucks, uh, you know, I don't feel like you don't you need that you don't need the ultra to be on uh, just normal social media and checking emails and so on. You want to be able to push the limit of what that smartphone can do. Uh, you will run out if you're producing content off of it, editing videos, uploading videos, like I said, transferring content from one place to the other. It's not going to be enough. So I am not surprised that you've had to do that. But again, I feel like that's where the SD card function would have been very valuable. I can load up my content onto the SD card and I can buy a 512 gig SD card and easily connect it. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't use external storage. I do want to basically explain it specifically. SD card is because of the convenience and the function of the fact that it's with you all the time. You can totally uh, connect the USB, uh, USB-C drive directly into the S21 Ultra and back up your data. But then now you're talking about a, a, a drive that sits separately on a separate um, uh, device where with an SD card, you transfer the data even though it's connected or you can basically back it up directly. Um, you can take the memory card and back it up and put it back in. So there's that uh, permanent, uh, permanently connected to you all the time. So hopefully that helps. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, Kingston is a very good brand for SD card. Dominic Juan, for sure, for sure. Uh, Samsung's uh, just talking about, uh, just talking away, uh, going away from all good features, headphone jacks and IR blasters. It, it's it's a very, um, they're, they're just trying to go with a different, their, their approach to their flagships, to their high-end models, uh, I feel like are are being more selective. And I feel like they, they're taking things that I feel the user's base, I wish there was a way for us to better voice our opinions into what things are. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to uh, you know how we spend our money. If we're still buying devices um, and, and accepting what their, their new solutions are going to be, I don't think they're going to be able to see our decisions or our concerns. Back then, when they took the SD card the first time, they brought it back the year after is because they noticed a massive dip in purchasing. Everybody else had an SD card and Samsung was trying to go away from it, uh, which, again, to me, was a at the time was a, not a good solution. And I don't know. I don't really think Samsung will be bringing back things uh, in there. Um, some kids saying, I love the breer. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, I did trim a little bit off of it. I took off about an inch, I think was it was a couple of days ago or so, actually earlier this week. Um, just to keep it kind of a little bit short because it's going to grow back and it just kind of keeps going uh, and it keeps it nice and clean. So for sure. Thank you, man. Um, so the classification of an SD card is uh, confusing. So typically it's a micro SD. I know it's not an SD. It's a micro SD. Um, and there's also obviously nano, nano cards and so on. Uh, 
it is a little bit confusing, but it's also because it's it's like talking about true wireless headphones, right? If you type that title in the, into Amazon or any search engine, you're going to have a sea of devices that are available and which ones are good, which ones are bad. Um, it's it's hard. It's hard to be able to kind of justify and figure out what's going on. Um, but the hope is that you're able to talk, you know, talk among friends like uh, we are right now and to be able to kind of get good answers there. Um, Samsung's UFS cards uh, has just as fast as an as internal storage. At least I know uh, I would I would have the best uh, storage on my device. Absolutely. If you're able to get, do apologize there. Um, I didn't say Samsung didn't have any good solutions. It was just more that they're just not letting us try to use other solutions. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, their their portable hard drives are some of the best options on the market. Um, I mean, it's just crazy. They 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 are very very nice. Uh, should be a standard. <laughs> Joe, I'm I'm totally with you, man. Uh, Rinesh is actually good. That's a good, uh, good, uh, interesting concept. Uh, removing features is the new feature. Uh, yeah, it it seems to be very much, and I don't know why that seems to be the the approach to. Uh, like, I, I realize that it's something to say that you know we're becoming more minimalistic. It's easier to be you know in just do things, and you know we already have like a thousand chargers in our home and so on. But none of those chargers, unless you literally bought a uh, like an uh, like even Apple when they did it, unless you bought the uh, the the most recent uh, iPad prior to this generation, the one that was just announced, you wouldn't have had a USB C charger uh, for an iPhone. You would have had USB A charger, which meant that you would have had to buy a charger anyway. So it, for me, Samsung did the exact same thing. Uh, for for Vincent that just came over from an S9 Plus, he does not have a compatible charger that will charge that the, his S21 Ultra at the fast rate. He has to buy a separate charger. Those are things you have to, you know, understand. So that change takes time, uh, and we're in the beginning part of it. That's probably why. Uh, salute to Xiaomi and uh, and Huawei for uh, for for having the blaster, very very uh, underrated feature for sure. I I think we all appreciate having the IR blaster for sure. Oh man. Uh, uh, let me see here. I think I'm uh, so sad. Uh, Okay, so here, Saad has a question. So uh, Saad's asking, I don't feel like Find My Phone feature has any use when the phone gets stolen. Uh, where are where, uh, there? Uh, there are ways to, uh, uh, okay, so there, there are way too many ways, uh, too many requirements, um, and uh, hits us with some knowledge if, if you can. So the Find My Phone, I, I, I agree. There, there are some interesting approaches into what Find My Phone does and, and how it actually works. Uh, you're right. It, it's not really meant for when the phone is stolen. And it's weird, but it's uh, the approach for it is mostly where you, if you've ever forgotten it, you you left it, you want to be able to find it, you left it on the cab or something, if, you know, if you're able to go on those. Um, because typically when somebody does end up stealing your phone, they're not really necessarily leaving everything the way it is. They'll remove the SD card, they're probably trying to move into things, and they may end up trying to basically do things into it. Uh, it's a feature that should be utilized quite fast. I would probably say it's something that you want to be able to use as fast as you can. If you're able to lock your SD card into that smartphone, and if you're using a Google a Google Play services-based uh, device, it gets a little bit harder for people to do, basically you know, flash it, unless they're more advanced to be able to basically go through or bypass the FRP uh, the you know the uh, the basically the reset uh, protection that we have built into Android devices. It's still functional to a certain point if you need to be able to also kind of use it for more of a parental type of uh, approach. If you want to be able to make sure that your kids are in, you know, where you, where they're promising they're going to be, they're not trying to go places and so on. There are things that you can be done. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's something to have better than nothing. Uh, and unfortunately, it, it kind of, it's a, so it, it brings up a whole bunch of different uh, things to keep in mind. I mean, realistically, at the end of the day, um, 
it's mostly about the content that you lose once you lose your phone, right? It's not necessarily the the phone physically itself, because if we have insurance, obviously things will get replaced, but it's the content, it's the memories, it's those pictures, things. So I always say, although find my phone is a, is a, is a good option, it's not, it doesn't really do what you think it does because I've lost the phone in the past. And I can tell you that the find my phone did not help me find my phone. It, that didn't do the, uh, the job itself. Uh, but at least make sure that all the content that you have on your phone are backed up somewhere, either directly to the cloud or backed up on your PC and do that regularly so that God forbids, if you are in the situation where you have a problem and you do lose a phone like that, you don't have to be, uh, you won't feel as bad. Although again, losing a phone is never a nice thing. Any Anytime you lose something that you spent that much money on, uh, it's never going to be easy, but the hope is that you have insurance. So those are the things that we want to be aware. Uh, there's not much to be able to turn on without, um, you know, like changing the uh, custom recovery and things like that to be able to lock it down a little bit better or even making backups a little bit better. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's something to kind of, uh, yeah, it's something to keep in mind. So hopefully that helps. Um, so the SD card, uh, SD card days are mostly done since uh, since the last seller, Samsung ditched it. Uh, so B, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, uh, with LG and Sony uh, barely co uh, competing, Samsung can get uh, away with all of these. Uh, uh, yeah, customers. And so, part of me wants to agree with you, and I and I say yes. Samsung can definitely get away with it to a certain point uh, because of the the user base, because of their marketing uh, uh, department. And I feel like to a certain point, you know, if you if you it's kind of like how iPhones are. If you like a Samsung and you're comfortable with your One UI uh, environment. Uh, more than likely, you are going to stick with them and you are going to pay the extra 50 bucks. They made it very easy. It's again, they knew what they were doing. They took it away, but they made the upgrade to the 256 a very easy 50 bucks. And if you're financing it, you don't even notice it. Uh, but I feel like it's, it's, we need to be better at it. We need to be more sophisticated when it comes down to buying our tech. Uh, you know, going into a retail store, going into a phone company store, you're going to be given a very, you're going to be giving a very small, tailored, um, experience of smartphones uh, and that's not representative anymore of what we have available in the market uh, android as an operating system runs on way more devices obviously in internationally and you have such a vast selection from ultra premium very high performance low entry level to budget to uh, medium experience uh, you know mid-rangers uh, type of experience that i feel like as buyers we need to do our homework a little bit more as long as we're not in a rush, meaning, you know, we broke a phone or something happened and we need to get a new one, we should be able to do and, and hopefully we'll be able to find it. And I agree, the SD card may be on the way out, uh, but at the end of the day, smartphones in 2021 are still being sold with 128 gigs of internal storage, but then they want us to be able to use 8K recording. They want us to be able to do all of these things with these cameras that typically will fill up our smartphones. Um, a 4K60 recording for about a minute or two is almost 200 megabytes. That's, I mean, shouldn't you want to be able to use the best experience on that smartphone and not have to be always looking at the storage uh, capacity? So it's it's always something to keep in mind. Um, oh, <laughs> oh man, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, uh, Matt, Matt is giving me the massive light in the in the sky. Of course. Uh, I do want to say thank you very much, of course, to Matt for the T, uh, for the super chat. TKR Bay, Tiki the Man, the Legend, hashtag Juan Bagnell, some sell some LG chill guy, and of course we need to start kicking it off with the TK section. Uh, I didn't realize it, guys. I we are at an hour and fifty four minutes. Uh, it has been an amazing, 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 amazing show. Let's go ahead and just set it up real quick. 
so if you guys are not familiar with it, if you're new to the show, uh, I do want to say thank you first and foremost to everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, but it is part of the show now we get to, which is kind of like almost at the end where we're trying to kind of culminate everything. And it's called the TKception. Um, and it's something that we do and everybody loves doing it. So if, if you can, please drop in the comments, uh, the hashtag TK, uh, TKception as we have it right there from Matt Tyler. And again, thank you for the super chat. Uh, for supporting the channel as always um it, it it really you know without you guys without having without having you guys here with us day in and day out hanging out and we're kicking it and we're checking out and playing games and so on it, it really wouldn't be as fun i wouldn't be doing this live stream if it wasn't for you guys and we obviously as you know we've crossed the year since the live stream started and i am very very happy with everything that's been going on so uh with that being said uh we are going to start it off with matt uh the honorable <laughs> <laughs> Matt Tyler, uh, the, the the Call of Duty and Apex Legend King now, which apparently I'm going to have to start doing <laughs> just to keep up. And let's go. Hey. So thank you very much uh, to, to Matt Tyler and everybody in the chat as well. <laughs> Always in there. Let me see if I can jump in there. So we have Oliver as well. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, Lutzholm. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. TK, uh, thank you very much, Oliver. Uh, Jermaine, concept creator. Guys, if you haven't checked them out, check out the uh, concept creators. Uh, amazing, amazing work there as well. Uh, B, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Greg, as always, thank you very much for hanging out with us, uh, kicking it with us on your Saturday, uh, be it morning, noon, evening, or afternoon. Uh, Ranesh, as always, strong, strong support. TK, Super Saiyan Bay, always Goku, Team Goku. I don't care whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to try to make beef with Juan. Uh, he's Team Vegeta. I'm Team Goku. We just need to work on our uh, <laughs> on our on our fusion dance. Uh, and of course, Earl Owens. Oh, dude, Earl. I didn't even see you in the comments. Hey, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you very much. And again, uh, everybody hanging out with us. Uh, Davin Davis in there. Uh, Dave, uh, you know, uh, Dominic Juan. Um, and of course, Aditya Anil, as always, uh, and everybody hanging out with us. Uh, on this beautiful Saturday, it's actually very, very nice uh, weather. And of course, Dominic, there I saw it right there. <laughs> TK Tesla, Bay. I need to do an updated uh, mod video for the for the uh, for the Tesla for sure. Oh, dude, look at that! And of course, Joe Hickey hitting us with another super chat. Always, always appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, man, I, I I I will say this: the Tesla is is a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's very nice uh, to be able to check it out. Sad. Uh, uh, Saad in there, uh, uh, Saad bin Anis, Helen, welcome to the chat, welcome to the to the team. Oh, man. Hashtag Team Goku, all the way, Goku, Goku for the for the win. And of course, Aditya had to go in. You got to put that in there for Juan. Team Vegeta, always. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh dude, okay, I gotta check it out. I I heard the rumors about it, but I didn't I didn't see it I didn't see it on the it didn't show up on my timeline. Sorry, I do. <laughs> I got to stop the sharing. It throws off the, the video concept because I throw it on a separate display to, to mirror it itself. Um, so I got to check it out. Yes, I, I'm definitely very big if they're able to bring up a new Dragon Ball Super. Uh, I've been following the manga a little bit more, trying to see some of the new chapters coming in. With uh, so, But I would definitely look uh, into what the new evolution in there. So big, big fan. Um, so with that being said, um, thank you very much for everybody hanging out with us. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of summarize the experience overall. I think the S21 Ultra may be, what, may be the best that Samsung has to offer in, S, in 2021. I don't think it's the best smartphone that Samsung has released in the last few years. If you're really considering it, I technically would say go for the S20 or the Note 20 Ultra. Uh, 
it has held up pretty nice overall for the experience. It, it did improve a little bit. The uh, the things that I felt like were missing at the beginning of the experience, at the beginning when the S21 Ultra was released, are definitely fixed. Uh, I haven't uh, had that many issues with battery concerns in there, and the display still looks really good. Dex with um, you know any kind of like a next stock, a next stock touch or two, definitely a great combination. Uh, and of course, a great upgrade from an S9 Plus for Vincent as well. Um, be good, be nice, uh, try to be, you know, try to connect with some of your friends. Uh, like I said, for me, I, I mean, it was just literally as in going in the grocery store and running into a buddy of mine from work, day job stuff uh, that I haven't seen for a year, but then he recognized me just literally from this look up. Uh, and I just realized, and I just did the whole, the whole show, uh, 90% of the show using the other the glasses. Um, let me know. Let me know what do you guys think of this look. Is this a good look for the show, or is this just something that you wouldn't rock? Uh, I, I know thicker, thicker bezels and so on. But uh, again, connect with your friends, with your family. Um, hope you're having a great rest of this weekend. If you're in the U.S. Um, and you're going to be cele celebrating Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day to everybody's um, you know mom, uh, wife, sister, anybody that you know that may be a mom. And hope you guys get a chance to to celebrate it. The weather is definitely much nicer here for us on the West Coast this time of year for it. Um, so be safe, take care. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of, I was going to say best of our week, Saturday morning with tech. Um, and of course, I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow in Sam and Matt's chat, of course, across the podcast and then the SGGQA uh, podcast on Monday morning for Juan. Take care, everybody.